0: To the flag of the United States of America,
1: and, stars, the fight, the we watched,
0: so and to the Republic. Richard stands and glare, air, through our One, there. One nation
2: it's coming and it's not gonna be pretty it's great to have storable food but when that runs out what are you gonna do your best defense against the coming apocalypse is to have seeds so you can grow your own food so I've been looking for various different seeds for the last couple of years and off the bat almost all seed companies are the same as long as they're non GMO heirloom yada yada but it's the following years that really concern me so I bought a whole bunch of seeds last year and when you get seeds there's there's a lot of seeds in a pack a whole lot you're probably not gonna use them all if you have a small garden so you want to make sure they last again the following year so the best company I found for these seeds is called survival essentials and you go on their webpage it says your best defense against the coming apocalypse so go to survival-essentials.com save 10% with promo code defiant and get ready because we're gonna need to eat. And I don't know about y'all, but I don't trust the food in the grocery store anymore. I don't trust it unless I can plant the seed with my own hands and watch it grow with my own eyes and know where it's coming from and feed it to my family. So. Survival-Essentials.com, promo code Defiant, saves
3: you 10%. It's time to resist. They can't arrest us all. And they can't keep all your kids home from school. They can't keep every government building closed. We don't have to accept the mandates, lockdowns and harmful policies of the petty tyrants and feckless bureaucrats. We can simply say no, not again. The only way to stop these mandates is to refuse to comply, refuse to show vaccine passports, refuse to wear a mask, refuse to stay at home. We will not comply with Fauci. We will not comply with Joe Biden. And we will not comply with authoritarian governors. I am not going to comply. This ends now. in the army of my God the Lord Jesus Christ is my commanding officer the Holy Bible is my code of conduct faith, prayer in the word are my weapons of warfare I have been taught by the Holy Spirit trained by experience tried by adversity and tested by fire I am a volunteer in this army I am enlisted for eternity I will not get out, sell out, be talked out, or pushed out. I am a soldier. I am not a baby. I do not need to be pampered, petted, primed up, pumped up, picked up, or pepped up. Because I am a soldier. No one has to call me, remind me, write me visit me, entice me, or lure me because I am a soldier. No one has to send me flowers, gifts, food, cards, candy, or give me handouts. I do not need to be cuddled, cradled, cared for, or catered to. I am committed. I am a soldier. I cannot be discouraged enough to turn me aside. I cannot lose enough to cause me to quit. I will win. I am more than a conqueror. I will always triumph. I can do all things through Christ which strengthen me. Devils cannot defeat me. People cannot disillusion me. Weather cannot weary me. Sickness cannot stop me. Battles cannot beat me. Money cannot buy me, governments cannot silence me, and hell cannot handle me. I am a soldier. Even death cannot destroy me, for when my commander calls me from this battlefield, he will promote me to captain and then allow me to rule with him. I am a soldier in the army. I am marching. I am claiming victory. I WILL NOT GIVE UP! I WILL NOT TURN AROUND! I AM A SOLDIER!
4: I had a dream the other night. I didn't understand. figure walking through the mist, with a rifle in his hand. His clothes were torn and dirty as he stood there by the bed. He took off his three-cornered
0: hat, and speaking low, he said, We fought a revolution to secure your liberty. We wrote the Constitution as a shield from tyranny. For future generations, this legacy we gave to make you the land of the free and home of the brave. The freedoms we secured for you, we thought you'd always keep, but tyrants labor innocently. While your parents were asleep, now your freedom's gone, your courage is lost, you're no more than a slave in your land of the free and home of the brave. You buy permits to travel, permits to own a gun, permits to start a business or build a place for one on land you think you own, you pay your yearly rent. But you don't have a voice in saying how that money's spent. Now your children attend a school that doesn't educate and your Christian values can't be taught according to the state. You read about your current news in a regulated press and pay more taxes than you owe to that thing called IRS. Your money's no longer made of silver or of gold. You trade your wealth for paper so your life can be controlled. And you pay for crimes that make your nation turn from God in shame. Now you've taken Satan's number and trade it in your name. You give your government control to those who could do you harm so they could padlock churches and steal the family farm and keep the nation deep in debt while putting men of faith in jail and then harass your fellow countrymen while your corrupt courts prevail? Your public servants don't uphold the Solomon's they've sworn and now your daughters visit doctors so their children won't be born. You send guns and artillery to foreign shore and then you send your youth to slaughter fighting other people's wars And let us pray to God to keep that torch of freedom burning bright. Are you sure this is the right place to recruit for a militia?
3: God save King George.
0: I think we came to the right place. Broadcasting live and
5: live to patriot control of America. You're listening. the petri party podcast now on the show the chair is against the wall
4: the muskrat jumps over the berm this is your last chance after this there is no turning back you take the blue pill the story ends you wake up in your bed and believe whatever you want to believe you take the red pill you stay in wonderland and i show you how deep the rabbit hole goes Remember, all I'm offering is the truth, nothing more.
5: Here's to another edition of the Patriot Party Podcast. I am the Nick, and with me, of course, my much better beloved, better half, V. Lynn. Hello, Patriots. What's going on? Hmm,
2: good stuff. How was your day, babe? Uh, it was good. I cleaned the house.
6: Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well,
2: I about half. I have to clean the Liam's dusting tomorrow, and I'll do the countertops. But I swept, there that game mopped all the floors, which is the biggest part. Yeah. So you know, a because so. the dogs. Yeah. are insane and they constantly drag dirt mud in all the time so there they already have i know i know i'm so mad <laughs> I'm like are you fucking kidding me right now oh, <sighs> anyhow. Oh, i'm dylan hobbs never tuned in live before welcome welcome good stuff fantastic constantly. we have a guest tonight we do i'm really excited actually
5: yes cause... This uh this one reached out to us yes. directly no yes. no intermediary yeah no nothing yep Yep. So this will probably be a really good conversation. It it will be. I'm very excited. So
2: so how was your day?
5: Boring. I worked. What do you think? Fantastic. I I was supporting all those that are on welfare and everything else. That's what I did today. Because remember, your tax dollars support those on welfare. Well. Just letting you know. In Ukraine. Probably. I mean, now, (laughs) now it's Ukraine. (laughs) Because Christ, we ain't using it here in America.
2: No shit. All right. Well then. Without further ado, let's bring in our guest, John Kerwin. He wrote a very cool book. Anyway. Welcome. How you doing? Hi.
6: Hey, guys. How are you guys doing?
2: Fantastic. Awesome.
6: awesome. John, tell
2: us uh, a little bit about yourself and um, and this book you wrote. And I, I listened to some of the other the podcasts that you've done, and I, I thought I caught a hint of Yankee in your voice. Where are you from?
6: Yankee. Well, <laughs> uh, Montclair, New Jersey. If yeah, that's that's right. it. There you go. Yeah. That's <clears> okay. we're born we're Montclair, New, New Jersey. Yeah, when, when I moved down ready? to uh moved down to South Carolina, I was in this buffet and I was like, What's that there? And the lady was like, That's chicken fried chicken. I said, Okay, <laughs> what's that there? I said, That's collard greens She said, You're not from around here, son, are you? <laughs> <laughs> no, ma'am, I'm from New Jersey.
2: Yeah. How long have you been in the South?
6: Oh my gosh. Uh let's see. It's uh it's a good number of years. It's over 20 years now.
2: Okay. Well, I mean, you know, there's there's a, a distinction because at 20 years or no, 25 years, you're no longer a damn Yankee, you're just a straight Yankee. That's what I heard. Yeah. So, That's you know, we're all aiming, we're we're what? 20 years. We're 20 years right now. So we got five more to go before we're just Yankees.
6: Nice. <laughs> Nice. Well, I'm glad to be here. I'm really excited to be with Patriots. Of course, that's a passionate topic for myself. So we've got a lot of ground to cover for sure.
5: Yeah, absolutely. So, so please explain to us your book. Well, explain to everybody else that's listening your book, because I'm pretty sure nobody's heard of it. Because I guarantee you're nowhere where everybody can find you. Yeah, 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 no, for sure. Well, kind
2: of like the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Universe, but for conspiracy (laughs) theorists dealing in today's world.
6: (laughs) Well, it just recently dawned on me. The book is called the Conspiracy Theorist Survival Guide. So, long story short. It's it's an emotional, intellectual, and, and spiritual guide for people who are finding out that officialdom isn't telling you the truth. And what I realized recently, I was at a conference in Texas with David Strait um, for being American state national. And, and what I realized, I had a table there, um, and I was actually speaking, was that one of these topics is enough to split a family up. Because I talked to people there who were just on the Patriot track, right? Where they began to question officialdom. And that was enough to break up families. But it could be one thing. Like you find out the moon landing's fake. Or 9-11 was an inside job. I mean, it could be just one thing. And that will bring into a a couple's life or between father or mother and children or lifelong friends, it'll bring irreconcilable differences. So that's, really what the book is about. It's not f- to convince you about any conspiracy theories. Okay. It's for people that have already been convinced and you're getting blowback from those people in your life that are important to you that aren't on that same path. Okay. They don't know and they don't want to know. And I think you can relate to that.
2: Yeah. We're, we're truly blessed. Although, I mean, Mick, Mick's been red pill his whole life. And uh, honestly, I kind of have been too, because I, I, when I was, hmm, I guess I was uh, eight years old when the Challenger exploded and I knew right off the bat that it was fake. Really? I, yeah, I watched it over and over again. I was actually, I was living in London with my mom. Um, she was, uh, she got transferred for work over there. And so I I had the benefit of a, getting a different perspective from a very young age, seeing what rest of the world was like. We went to Morocco and uh, Rome and, France and you know, we went all over. So I got to see a lot of different cultures. And we actually were home on vacation. Um, and uh here in the States and we were staying with my aunt and my cousins were all at school and I was downstairs and like the basement had been converted into some rooms for my cousins and I was watching TV and uh and I saw it blow up and I didn't I didn't realize what it was. Like I thought it was part of a movie Uh because I'd grown up watching horror flicks with my dad and I, I could you know, spot fake bullshit a mile away because, you know, eight years old. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I was watching horror flicks with my dad from the time I was like two and three. So, you know, none of that, you know, Night of the Living Dead when I was like six. I mean, it was not a big deal. Um, So watching the challenger explode when I was eight, I was like, oh, that's some man. Special effects have come a long way. That's (laughs) different. And I watched it over and over and over again. Uh, Cause they played it over and over and over again. And I was right off the bat able to detect like, well, that's fake. and That's fake. And that's fake. And, um, and my mom came down and she was like, are you watching TV? And I was like, I mean, yeah, look at, they, they have this cool, you know, cool movie on. She's like, that's not a movie. And I was like, no, it totally is mom. That's definitely a movie. Wow. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah. So, but I mean, I, then, you know, we fell into life and, you know, I was in the rat race and corporate world and whatnot, and Mick was in the service, so he really got to see the shit that went on.
6: Yep. And,
2: uh, but he, for a long time, I think, didn't drag me down the conspiracy theorist rabbit hole, maybe because you were a little uh, afraid of how I would take it, that we'd, we'd end up being Splitsville like so many people. But once,
5: once it... Uh, you have to gently ease people yeah, into it. It's so, not something you can just beat them over the head with a, a hammer. You have to... You have to like nudge it in there. You have to say, well, what about this? Cause this is a little crazy. I think my reaction was quite unexpected. Yeah. In no. His eyes. Yes, yeah, <laughs> yes. I was like, okay, cool.
2: I'm all in. Let's go. Um, if this is possible, then this must be possible. And you know, everything is possible if you
6: can imagine it.
2: So yeah. Well, We're-
6: I can could, I could certainly understand mixed sentiment. You know, we have to use wisdom and we can't shove people stuff down people's throats. However, if it's a friend, you can cut them loose. But if it's your spouse or your children, you you're in doing life with them. And if you're a father and a husband, you have to make decisions about finances, about church, about um, you know how you're going to discipline children. And if you suddenly have a vastly different worldview than your spouse, it injects uh, relational challenges that are really really difficult and over the last seven years being a content creator on YouTube I probably personally interacted with close to 200 people who have been divorced by their spouse because they became a truther and in zero of those cases did the truther ever tell the unconvinced spouse hey if you don't talk to me about this stuff I can't have a relationship with you that didn't happen
1: it but what never did happen.
6: it It went went the other way every time yes
5: the person with their head stuck in the ground they wanted to keep their head in the ground instead of taking their dumb ostrich head out of the fucking ground and look around like everybody else no they wanted to keep their head i i you hear it every day like for instance i just saw this interview uh this afternoon Jen (laughs) Visaki with uh uh what's her name from the trump she used to work for trump and then she came out against him i forgot her name anyway she doesn't matter she's immaterial but she's like i'm voting for anybody who's not donald trump and i'm sitting there thinking to myself man this guy scares you so bad right he scares you so bad that he has your whole voting world jacked up because she used to be a Republican and now she's on Jet Pizaki's show, Piznazi, sorry, Piznazi's show Thank you. saying that, oh, I'll vote for Joe Biden. And I'm like, doesn't this just show it? Doesn't this just show the, it's almost dysmo- uh, dysmorphic, I believe is the term for it, where the head and the body are no longer connected. Oh, but- yeah. The ass is doing one thing.
6: Meanwhile, the head over here doing another
5: thing. I mean, I can't believe what I'm seeing. Or they're all just possessed by demons.
6: It's just talking points interaction. They don't think anymore. It's just, and there's always this agenda behind all of their interaction. It's not like people really want the truth. And it's almost become impossible to reason with anybody. I watch different people that are really high up in the food chain that are going out to colleges and debating, and they're... They're tough as nails and they're super smart, but I mean, they're, they're fighting, losing battle in a lot of cases because these people don't have anything to do with logic or reason. Nothing.
2: No, there, there's a, there's a study done, a uh, statistic floating around our, uh, our friend, Josh, who's on the Red Pull project, um, spouted it out and I, I, first I didn't believe it. And then I went and looked it up for myself. Because that's what we do when we're truthers, you know? We're like, hey, that sounds crazy. That sounds weird. And then I went and looked it up, and holy shit, it's absolutely right. Only 30% of people have a running commentary in their head when they're not actively engaged in doing something. I mean, 70% of the world's population is just legitimately NPCs.
6: (laughs) It sure seems like it. I mean, the NPC concept is pretty hard to accept. Like, people have no souls, and they're just part of some you know, um, simulation or whatever. But I, I think that, I don't know. It's so, it's hard to get your head around because the behavior is so, so irrational that they almost seem like they're NPCs. You know? like
2: ask somebody, you know, someone that, you know, is a, a, a normie, ask them just what are you thinking about? And nine times out of 10, they'll say nothing. Yeah. And it's because they're legitimately not thinking about anything. Because we're not doing anything. If they're doing something, they're thinking about what they're doing. When I'm doing something, I'm thinking about like 8 million other things, including what I need to be doing next, what I was doing before, what he might be doing, what we're doing on the show tonight, you know, what the dogs are doing, like everything. These people don't think like that. They just don't think at all.
6: Well, that's one of the characteristics in my research that I found out about the matrix. So the matrix is is a physical construct, but it's also metaphysical. So – the masters of illusion, the central planners, have been really good at getting us to shut our brains off. It's like people's heads are encased in cement and they're just like automatons, and they just they just believe what they're told. And and the the, the core characteristic of an army is they don't know and they don't want to know, which is an impenetrable fortress. You can't have a relationship with somebody if your worldview is front burner important. Okay. They're telling you what differences it make. I still have to go to work. Don't I, they're trying to minimize that you found out that the world is run by Luciferian blood drinking psycho mobsters, right? So you've gone from living on a party boat to living on a battleship. You're on a war footing. And, and that's some for folks like for me, it was overnight, right? So your ideals have changed. Your priorities have changed. I told my wife, listen, I got off the bus. I can't do life like I've been doing it. And she couldn't comprehend what I was saying because she's still in the matrix, right? People in the matrix look crazy to those people that leave the matrix. So so wait a
5: minute. I have a question for you. Yeah. Everybody has one. It sounds like you hit yours not too long ago. What was your red pill moment? What was the part that broke you from the matrix?
6: The Federal Reserve wasn't federal. <laughs>
5: Actually, I've known that for a fucking really long time.
6: I know. Well, you know, looking back, it's embarrassing. I admit it, okay? It's embarrassing because you look at it and it's like, duh. But, Duh. But then, you know, this is the great awakening. Humanity is, like I'm saying, they've been expert at getting us to shut our brains off, which means we don't question. So I saw, I was day trading at the time. So I'm in the financial markets. I saw that the Federal Reserve was actually a private bank you know corporation in Puerto Rico and all that and i and i put two and two together as this normie you know coming out of the darkness hey i said to myself hey this is fake and obviously all the demo, all the all the politicians know it they're lying to us right <laughs> here's the here's the key right after that i asked a question that 99% of your subscribers have asked at some point in their history and that is if that's not true, what else isn't true? And yeah. that is the epicenter of the truther, right there. That's the conversion point. So when I was,
5: uh, i I'll give you my red pill moment. I was yeah. eight years old. Do you remember the TV show PM Magazine? Used yeah, there so was TV a blonde TV. chick and, and yes. a guy. Okay. So they so, did an episode.
2: I think we're about the same age. So.
5: Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they did an episode on PM Magazine where they had the top rifle marksmen in the world at the same distance, same trajectory, same location as Lee Harvey Oswald okay, and JFK on G- November, uh, what is it? Uh, November 22nd, 1963. Yep. Driving right down the road. The dude put 12 rounds into the car. Do you know how many hit JFK? Wait, One. is this a simulation? With yes, w- it was a resimulation of a, all like the same. Live, like a a it, they waited for a live action replay. They okay. they waited for two months for the weather conditions and everything the way it was, wow. November twenty second, nineteen sixty three, in Dallas, Texas, and they put the top rated marksman, the guy. And another guy, they had two guys up there. They had one dude that was the top rated marksman and then somebody that was around Lee Harvey Oswald's actual training (laughs) that he had in firearms. Okay. And they fired 12 rounds at the car. Do you know how many hit Lee or or JFK? I'll guess it was zero. One. Just one. One One. hit his upper right shoulder. It would have been considered a non-fatal wound.
6: Well, you saw that Trump released the uh, official records because they'd be declassified after 50 years, and it showed the Surgeon General said there was two shooters. I have it on my computer somewhere.
5: No, no, I know. And my dad, my, my dad who, you know, he, was, he served in the military too. At the time when I saw this as an 8-year-old, I sat there and I looked at my dad because my dad's a damn good shot. And yeah. I looked at my dad and I said, well, you think you could do it? Uh-huh. And he looked at me and he goes, why would I want to? Right, And I was like, well, if you can't do it and this guy is the top rated marksman in all of the world and he's sitting here on this nationally rate and they couldn't hit the target huh. with that rifle, mm-hmm. the exact rifle, uh, the Carlicker uh, carbine. He could not hit the. He could not hit the target with the rifle and the scope that Lee Harvey Oswald had mounted on that rifle that day. Well, that was your first red pill moment, but your second one. When you were an adult. Yes. Well, that
6: was later on. Yes. Wait. Let me just. Let me just ask you what, because I know what a red pill is, and your subscribers do. But let me just go a little deeper. What is a red pill to you?
7: Oh,
2: oh, oh! Let's go through the pill levels. I love it. I love it. Pill levels. Yes. Pill levels. All right. So. (laughs) The the red pill, we say, you know, you take the red pill, you swallow the red pill. You have the blue pill first. The blue blue pill is the the norm. You're stuck
5: in the fucking matrix. Your head is buried in the sand. Whatever you want to fucking call it, you are just part of what's going on.
2: Yeah. Yeah. You're an ostrich, right? Yeah. Then the red pill, and that's a tough one to swallow. That's when you when you wake up, you, when you realize that they're lying to you about something.
5: You just got your battery cables cut from the back of your spine. You're just getting out of the goose. You're
6: getting fed this oatmeal slop, and you're on board this weird shit. Right, so but just, just to bother. put some meat on the bones, what we're saying is for the first time, we begin to question officialdom. There's, correct. there's correct. an official narrative mm-hmm. on, on a variety of topics that are mm-hmm. sanctioned. It's called the Oberton window. Yeah, correct. The red pill means – you start to question question their integrity like you know they're not public servants they want to kill me those kind of thoughts start well, to come not, in not that. just, not, that's, just that's not just, not just integrity not on. just integrity then authority
5: and then yep. you start traveling down this road which we call the black pill then the black pill, the black pill
2: is when you realize that they just want to kill you they don't yep. give a shit about you their yep. ultimate goal is to get rid of you. In their minds, you are a useless eater, and you got to go. So that—that's the black pill. Okay. But then there's one more. Then there's the white pill. No. The white—the white pill is when you realize that all of it is bullshit, and God is in control. <laughs> And the white pill is when you put God first in your life and you start to listen to him and follow the path that he's setting out for you to achieve his ultimate goal in the end times, which we fully believe that we're in. And uh, and you have peace and grace in your heart and your life, even though the world is burning around you. That's the yep. white pill.
6: Well, now you're in my wheelhouse. Thank you. (laughs) Well, that's (laughs) that's
5: where we're at. We already know that. That's, uh, we're already in end times. We already, we're pretty sure we're in revelations pretty deep. And, um, it's just a matter of time. God's pissed. I mean, look at all It's going to be much sooner rather than later. I want one person in here and I'm going to sit here like I'm drinking my coffee and I'm sitting on the side of the road and we got our booth set up and it says, prove me wrong. Just yep. look around at the crazy shit you see going on today. How is it? I have seen seven naked people on my Twitter, my Facebook, and my Instagram feed today alone. Bathing, washing themselves somehow on the street and somehow in their broad view of the public. And they're absolutely crazy. Yeah. And you say that, oh, well, God's not real. Really? What is that? Because that's not normal behavior by <laughs> normal <laughs> state in the world. Well, well, the- let, me you, let me tell you what
2: broke me out of the matrix, because this yes. happened at the beginning of COVID. Mm, actually, a little bit before um, the September before COVID, actually. So September of 2020, he was a firefighter. I got woken up in the middle of the night by the most beautiful, pure sound I've ever heard in my entire life three o'clock in the morning, woke me up out of a dead sleep. And I mean, I can, a train could drive through the freaking house and it will not wake me up. Okay. The roost we have 12 roosters and they don't wake me up. They're like right outside our bedroom window. They start going at five 30 in the morning. They don't wake me up. Okay. But this woke me up out of a dead sleep. And it was, it definitely came from outside, right? Like it was in my head, but it wasn't, it wasn't a part of a dream. Like it was definitely something external, but internal at the same time, I can't really describe it. And it was the most pure tone I've ever heard it. It Mm. almost sounded like a gong or a bell, like a deep bell, a trumpet to a degree. So I I got up and I was like, what the the hell was that? I went down the the hall to check on the kids. They were dead asleep, didn't wake them up. He was at the firehouse. So I was like, all right, there's something else. And I knew there was something bigger than me. It was something, something else. And then about a week later, again, he's at the firehouse, and I get woken up in the middle of the night by the sound of my name. Someone saying my name. And again, no one no one there, no one home. Like the kids were sound asleep, just someone saying my name. And again, woke me up. No one there. Okay. So then COVID hit, and on... It was March 11th and I ran a very large hotel at the time. I've since walked because I wouldn't take their job, but COVID hit. And uh, my boss's dad was deathly ill. And so he had left to go be with his dad before he died. And it was a St. Patrick's day, which is you're in South Carolina. I'm sure you're familiar with St. Patrick's day in Savannah. It's the biggest event of the year. We have millions of people coming. Okay.
7: Yep. <clears throat> um, we
2: actually had the Tybee parade that day. So um, I'm at work in the morning and I was taking a half day to go out to the Tybee parade. And I get a call from corporate that everything's shutting down because of this virus. There's canceling the St. Patrick's Day parade. I've got to like refund all these people. I got to start laying people off. I'm like, Oh, I mean, overwhelming all this information all at once for a freaking cold. I was like, are you kidding me? And I just had Bill Barr and his Um, I I was, I already had, I had COVID at the time. I was patient zero in Savannah because I had Bill Barr and his FBI team in my hotel. And I was the only one that interacted with them. And they had just come back from Wuhan and they gave it to me. So I got sick February 15th and I didn't get better until April. Like I couldn't breathe. I ran 104 degree fever. I mean, I was, I was rough, but I took a week off work. And then I went back because it was a cold. It was a rough one, but it was still a cold. And, uh, so they're telling me, they're shutting everything down. So I'm, I'm like, okay. So I start putting the wheels in motion and you know delegating to my staff to start getting things going. And I, I dipped to go out to the Tybee parade, which they were trying to cancel. We did it anyway, because everyone was out there. And normally it takes about 20 minutes to drive from downtown Savannah out to Tybee. It took me two hours. There was no traffic because the parade had been canceled. Anyone that was out there was already out there. I drove around for two hours and I found myself in a parking lot in the marsh like off the side of the marsh and it was like i had gotten this download of information and i i I knew everything was i knew all, all the covid shit was bullshit i knew that it was designed to try and take our freedom away um I knew that they were going to roll out some kind of a vaccine and it was going to be poison and going to kill us. In fact, I went back to work the next day and I told my assistant, uh, my protege, um, I said, look, they're going to roll out something. They're going to call it a vaccine. It's going to be poison and it will kill you. Do not take it under any circumstances. And she is still unvaccinated to this day. And that threw me so hard out of the matrix. I never went back. Nice. Never went back. I was like, oh, this is all bullshit. So, yep. yeah. But that was really the first time I'd say that, that I was aware that God directly interceded in my life. Because it was God that told me,
6: don't take the jab. On that
2: day, March 11th of 2020.
6: I heard that a lot. A lot of people said that. Yeah. Yeah, the Vax woke up a lot of people. Because it was so obvious. I mean, you got the mayor of New York offering you a cheeseburger and fries if you take the shot. I mean, come on.
5: People are like, what? They smell a rat. Well, well, well let's look at this too, okay? <clears throat> I went in, and I'm sorry, I'm, I'm a little hoarse today. I'm a big Philadelphia <laughs> Eagles fan. Oh, God. And I spent four quarters of a game last night yelling at the TV because I'm <laughs> so fucking angry. It was more like five And then quarters, I was so I happy. Overtime. Yeah, no, it didn't. They just Whatever. won. <laughs> I was so happy. Anyway, um, one of the big things that, like you were talking about, especially when it comes down to the vaccine, That's the big one that I've seen is the vaccine put the big rift in families. Oh, uh, yeah. A lot of the people we have interviewed, a lot of the (coughs) grieving fathers and mothers out there that have children that have died from the vaccine. They have straight up said, yeah, we're divorced now. Yep. Either mom took the kid or dad took the kid. And mom and dad said, fuck you. No doubt. One of them said no, one of them said yes and did it
6: anyway. Well, that one's even more difficult to deal with in a relationship because your ass is on the line. If your yeah. spouse takes the voodoo juice and now she wants to kiss you, I'm like, get away from me. You got the cooties to the max. Well, why, I, why are you pointing to him? Because, because I got he got took it. the
5: jabs. I got Oh, bro. It. I'm sorry. No. I always try to oh, ask Oh, no. no. Stop, stop, stop. No, Wait. No, before okay. you even continue. <laughs> Seven months after the jab. One of the doctors that worked on me when I was at Walter Reed, or well at Bethesda, after I got wounded, he was doing a study at Bethesda of soldiers that have been in. in, I dude, I was in the military for fucking twenty-one years. Do you know how many drugs the military has pumped into Uh, my fucking body?
2: And he had brain surgery, and they told me he'd be dead um, five years later, and that was eighteen
5: years ago. They pumped you up. I know they. I can't even tell you how many drugs I have in my system that none of you do. For instance, I've got all nine versions of anthrax. So, well, wait a minute. You say that anthrax. No, I'm just shaking my head. Like, it's just amazing (laughs) you're still (laughs) rocking, dude. (laughs) Anthrax may have saved my life. That's the crazy part because this doctor had this study going on because of what mRNA introduces to your body. It also activates. Kind of like Cipro 500 is what we're supposed to take to activate our Cipro or our anthrax genes in our body. It it activates the antibody and it destroys anything in your body. If it's foreign to the body, it kills it and gets rid of it. Deposits it directly in your your colon and you shit it out. It's gone. That's what anthrax does. So what he was looking at were the guys that were vaccinated with anthrax and vaccinated with COVID. Because what he was saying is that the guys that were vaccinated with anthrax, it was killing the COVID vaccine before it even made the bloodstream. How is he proving that? There's no um, spike protein protein remaining in the individuals in the test because everybody has, if you got the jab, you have spike protein, either dead or alive, still floating around your bloodstream. Because the breakdown is 35 years on spike protein. Oh, so yeah. they can find it in your bloodstream forever. So I got checked on July 7th, eight, seven and a half months after my last injection. You know how many spike proteins I had floating around my bloodstream? Zero. Zero. Yep. So either I got a, Two a double double placebo dose. Yeah. Or I got nothing because of the way they were manufacturing it. Because if you think of the way they were manufacturing it in these big bowls. At the bottom of the bowl, because the water is more dense, the the MRNA went to the top. Ah. So everybody that got like those first couple series, which I was a first responder and I was required to get it before December. So I got the first injection before December. I probably got nothing but pure saline.
6: Or well, that's good. I, God's I, not done with you, man. God's not done with
5: you. Oh, oh, that's that's very true actually. So, or I got a double placebo, I don't know which, but I have zero true. spike proteins floating in my bloodstream. Good on you. Totally well, then you you
6: can kiss them then, Blin. You're good to go. <laughs> <laughs> it
2: it it took a while. It was probably a solid 6 months before I went near him actually after she the jab. Kissed. I was so pissed. I we oh. had literally just just done a show with deplorable Janet who is a retired nurse. Uh, Going over the slide from the CDC that popped up for 20 seconds about all of the adverse events of the jab before they even rolled it out. We spent four hours. I know. And I I said, what did I tell you?
5: What did I tell you? I said, I'm still going to get it because it's like a science experiment for the show. Mm -hmm. You didn't. I did. Let's see what happens.
6: (laughs) Get out of here.
5: No, Uh why not? Fuck. Why not? If we're broadcasting it, dude, what else? I've already been vaccinated with everything. I literally have had vaccines people haven't heard of in 30
6: plus years. You've got like gang wars going on. You got the cribs and the bloods warring that's, inside you. <laughs>
5: that's what I well, think's going on. And it I think did, what he did was make a nuclear playing field. And one just said, fuck you. Watch this. Hold my beer. What oh did, my Lord. That's crazy.
2: me to research how to mitigate the side effects of the jab in case something did happen to him. So I basically, I mean, I, I was, Working on the McCullough protocol before Dr. McCullough ever put it out. I had a bunch of my friends on it, um, and it's worked tremendously. In fact, I've basically
5: saved saved my best friend's life. We figured out uh, that we were the first ones to say, "What are what are the possibilities that mRNA is going to transform your DNA?" Mm -hmm.
2: Because when you break it down, people were like,
5: "Wait a minute, how does that work?" I was like, "What if it transcribes? What if it goes backwards? What if the DNA starts mass producing the same mRNA? What happens then?" Now you're transporting a disease that you have no fucking control of because you had no idea what you were doing when you started with it.
6: Right.
2: Because DNA, when you break it down, d'oxyribonucleic acid translates. Dio is God. Oxy is one. Ribo is truth or translator, depending on the language. Nucleic is inside and acid is fire. So d'oxyribonucleic acid translates to the truth of the one God and the fire inside.
6: Nice.
5: Messenger RNA is the, or your, your RNA your
2: ribonucleic acid is the translator to the truth of the one God in the fire inside.
5: And the messenger RNA does brings it, the message, message from the translator to the truth, to the truth and to, back and back. So Interesting. when you change that message, how else do you screw up every other cell in your body?
2: You are destroying God's creation. You are changing humanity so that most people are no longer human as in the days of Noah when nephilim blood ran rampant through the population and god had to destroy the earth with water and the only ones pure left were noah and his family
6: it's some nasty business boy i'll tell you the, Here we uh, the history of it is they went to darpa and they said i want you to create a technology where we can chip people without surgery and it took them 10 years but they came up with the hydrogel and the quantum dot technology and that's what's in there it's got 33 different functions And they all can be triggered with a frequency, you know, one, one and there's patents. This is the really, it gets really sci-fi because some of the patents give the quantum dot the ability to basically put thoughts in your head or read your thoughts because part of it is a cryptocurrency functionality where the money that you'll have will be inside of you. And if you misbehave, it automatically gets shut off. That's how crazy it gets. But it's basically an artificially intelligent uh, parasite, and it, it's not good. And
5: think about that for a second. Think about what you just said there, okay? <clears throat> so if you misbehave, and what what are the chances that they have this rigged up in such a way that if you misbehave and me, big bad government, comes and takes money out of your account, yeah, what do you want to say? It also takes back years of your life. What do you also want to bet that as they reduce money in your account, you're all of a sudden
6: going to die a lot sooner, earlier oh. in your life?
2: Didn't they make well, a movie about that?
6: Yes, they did. That's yeah, they mean. did. They oh, did. did but right now, right now, if you're in China and you jaywalk, let's say, they can read your gate. They don't even need to see your face with the cameras. I mean, they have your blood, your DNA, your fingerprints, all your data, and they automatically deduct the money out of your account for a fine. And then if your social credit score goes below a certain threshold, boom 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 you can't get on the bus you can't go to the bank you you basically they just kill you with you know no food that's all they gotta do put you in the 15 minute city and take your food away yeah i agree
2: well and see that's why we were on such a big push to get everyone to grow their own food to the point where i started a business to help people grow food with electroculture um i don't know if you're familiar with electroculture it's antiquatech where you wrap copper wire around natural wood and you put it in the ground and it makes your food grow your plants grow twice as fast and five times as big excellent it's amazing so um i make electroculture antennas and i sell them to people and you know ship them all over the country and i mean i we still eat out of our garden just about daily in november Mm -hmm. because it's you know it's it's amazing Um, but it's so important to grow your own food because the mrna is not just only in the jab now they're growing it in salad. Oh green. my
6: gosh. I'm trying to figure out how to go to the dentist because I got this subscriber that sent me <clears throat> all these dentists are like they're the, the Novocaine or lidocaine has uh, the mRNA in it. So if you go get you know two cavities filled, they're gonna kill you. So now I gotta figure out how do I get my teeth fixed. Oh yeah, it's easy. Freshmouth.com. Just freshmouth. Freshmouth.life. Freshmouth.life.
2: Freshmouth.life. So it. we have this uh what is that? Freshmouth.life. Freshmouth is this amazing toothpaste. It's made. It's a nano silver, fluoride free toothpaste that actually heals your enamel, cures gingivitis. Um, it it will heal a cavity. Uh, makes your teeth whiter. Like your mouth will never feel cleaner. It's amazing. What is
6: it? What is it? Fresh mouth.
2: Freshmouth.life is the website but it's called it's fresh mouth toothpaste it's a subscription and uh, they just send you every month their their electric toothbrush is absolutely amazing um it's the like the best rated toothbrush ever Mm -hmm. it has like a polishing and a whitening and a cleaning and it's fantastic so um, and they have an ozone cup too that's amazing as well so that
6: i mean it's it's, dental surge or something this guy sent me the 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 microscope that he got it was four fifty and then all these other slides and it was like eight hundred bucks to get in the game and then you can you can look at your own blood and he's got structures the self replicating geodesic structures in his blood we've all got them like you said because it's mm-hmm. in the food and stuff and uh, you know um, more what are those other things are um, more gelins.
2: Oh yeah, more gallons.
6: Yeah. More gallons, which are like microscopic hairs, but when you look at them under a microscope, they'll have like a little square and a letter inside. Mm-hmm. So it's like it's like nano nanobots are in us. And it's like so you I wanted to mention one thing you said about the tribulation. If anything did not verify or validate that the book of Trib- Revelation is spot on, is the mask of the beast, right? Or the or the the ability not to buy unless you could show your VAX certificate, right? Are we not right at the precipice of not being able to buy or sell? It's like right in front of us. Right? Mm-hmm. It's crazy. They're, they're already doing it in China.
5: Oh, yeah. You brought up China. They're already doing it there. They yep. just, We're just more reluctant to take on that type of technology. We don't like it and we don't want it, and it goes against all freedom. You keep bringing up a signal and, and control. This is control. Yep. This is fucking control. Every t- Everybody has one. Name me one person
6: that does not communicate with a cell phone today, and I will be fucking amazed. I did see this one guy. He was a CEO, and he bagged his phone 100%. He has no phone. And he says, when I drive in my car, I just go from point A to point B. He said, I got a, I got a secretary that has comes with a notepad, and I run my million-dollar business, multi-million-dollar business with no phone. He said, I couldn't have been
7: happier.
6: I'm loving life. Well, I was like, "Dude, dude, go for it!" When awesome. the power
2: goes out, we're all going to be there.
6: Yep.
2: So that's that's coming soon.
6: Well, it's raining red pills, and the normies are going to be in for a real rude awakening, which has been our mantra for years. We're trying to tell you when this stuff starts to hit the fan, you're not going to be ready, right? And one example was the shot. You know, I'm I'm in the church environments. I don't go to church anymore, but I have a church online. We do and too like yeah, and like the, the, church the church leadership church. oh my gosh the church leaders are the most normie of anybody and you know they're trying they're very they're very snarky and cynical if you try to talk to them about moon landing is fake 9/11 patriot movement whatever okay because they're just you know in this lane and uh you know they they characterize it as being irrelevant right well, I just want to focus on souls okay
8: well
1: the
2: that's Bible fine. says there's a firmament. God separated the waters oh, above
6: uh, from the waters below. I and understand, so- but, but they put they put that, okay, flat earth. It goes into the same bailiwick as all the other stuff. It's coop nut job stuff that's outside of their purview, right? Mm-hmm. And, but here's my point. My point is no, no, it does matter. Okay, it matters to the, to the fish that the worm that he wants is on the hook, bro. And what happened was they then – Bit down and they trusted Fauci and they lined up all their congregants and they recommended the shot. And now they're bearing them. So what I'm trying to say is we were validated. We were right. And now what we what we've been saying for set me seven years, you know, Nick since he was eight is look, this is a is a march towards what's pictured in the book of Revelation. Okay. Now you're you're just doing fun, fun seasons in the sun. You know, the normie just wants their happy life. They're not interested in engaging in a battle, all right? You are a buzzkill to them, and they're not interested in joining your little posse. And and we're like, you people are nuts, okay? These people are playing for keeps. But now they've operationalized their eugenics program. It's out in the open now. I mean, you watch the news and stuff. They're not even trying to hide the fact of what they're doing. And the normie is still just like, la-di-da-di-da. And I told my wife, I said, honey, I love you. I said, I I can't have a tea party on the train tracks, okay? Because this is real, and the fact that you don't want to see it means you're going to stay in that place where you think it's not real, and therefore it doesn't matter. If you believe this is real, then it does matter automatically. You can't take that position any longer, and it just changes you. It's like being in the Truman Show, right? uh, She couldn't –
5: see, and I think there's a part of people – uh, Cause I, I see it every day. I, the, the job I do now, I go around and sell people's garage doors. I talk to all sorts of different people yep. every different day. I get a, I either get a, for instance, today I had a crazy leftist nutbag liberal. Okay. And uh, she wasn't even the house I was working on. I was working on her house next to her. Right. And she, she called parking services on our vehicles because we're outside working on her neighbor's house. Oh, jam session! She got the she got the authorities went, to come. She went and got the authorities. So as we're walking out of the, this garage, we we stopped what we were doing to move our trucks. Right. You know, I'm looking at her. I'm going, "Ma'am, ma'am," and then I realized she's not even paying attention to me. I said, "Karen, Karen, <laughs> bitch." I said, listen up. If you want to talk to me, just come over and say something. If you wanted me to move my fucking vehicle, all you had to do was come over and say something. I would have been happy to move because the guy, when he showed up, he told us, well, there's a lady who's trying to back out of her garage and she can't get her car out. Her fucking garage door was open and there was no car in her garage. That's when I lost my mind. I said, all right, Karen, shut your fucking mouth. I'll move the goddamn vehicle, you stupid bitch. But you ain't you want to know why people she was like she started talking to she kept talking to the parking enforcement dude and she goes see and i get yelled at like this from people like this and i said you know why you get yelled at karen because no one cares
6: no one fucking cares about your parking space oh no doubt you know when you when you had the mask mandate rolled out right you saw all these people who are living lives of quiet desperation and they're like having to make an extra dollar after retirement age. And they're, so they're, they're, uh, uh you know, working at Walmart at the door. Right. Greeter. And, and they roll out the mass mandate. Well, this is like a gift from God. Okay. Because now when you're like four, okay. What you say is look what I can do. Right. You want well, you never lose that. It just changes sort of but we still are on a search for significance. So now this guy gets deputized to be able to boss everybody around it comes through the door. <coughs> right. And it's, and they get their, their juice up because now they can be, you know, officer Joe Bolton. That's why I love. I'm an American state national. I don't know if you guys have a grid for that, but I, I repudiated my 14th amendment slave class status as a citizen. And, uh, got a passport that reflects that new civil status. And then we've gone through the process of becoming a secure party creditor where we become what's called a non-resident non-person. That's the terminology for the IRS. So we're legal non-taxpayers. You got a grid for that?
2: Yeah, right now we're illegal (laughs) non-taxpayers. Maybe we need to be legal non-taxpayers. Actually, I I was listening to one of the podcasts you did before and I, I was really interested in this because right now we are fighting with... Code enforcement with the county.
6: Oh, this is this is why the the benefits of this are beyond words, and this is the next great conspiracy theory, the next shoe to drop for truthers, because this whole construct of GovCo is uh, based in fraud, and whenever you discover fraud in a contract, it immediately voids the agreement. Everything else, yes. Yep. So you want to go down that road? I'm sure your your subscribers would love it.
2: Yeah. Uh, you because, asked the question. Well, I didn't. Because we, so the neighbor across the street, you know, he, uh, and we used to trade eggs with, with him for fish. He'd go fishing and he'd bring us a cooler full of fish and we'd give him a couple dozen eggs and, you know, it was great. And then I, uh, I don't know. I think he probably took a booster and became a, I don't know, demon possessed zombie. <laughs> um,
7: Bat-shit moron. Yeah.
2: But now all of a sudden now he has a problem. So he called code enforcement on us because he says that we're not allowed to have chickens. Yes. Yes. We are. Anyway, apparently they um, they changed the code here. They adopted the international code uh, for our county. Um, so basically they've turned the entire county into an HOA now. And uh, code enforcement is the, you know, Stasi arm to enforce their stupid rules, not laws. Yep. We didn't vote on it because it was during COVID. So no one could vote. Um In 2020, they didn't vote Mm -hmm. on it. So uh, everybody in the neighborhood thinks that if you have more than an acre, you're allowed to have chickens. We have almost three acres, but all of a sudden we're not allowed to have chickens. And then the neighbor, we had a fence donated to us and we're about to put it in next week or Friday, actually. Um, Then he's calling code enforcement saying we have a pile of rotting wood on the side of the road. No, it's on our land. It's not a pile of rotting wood. It's most definitely a fence, obviously, Um, just waiting to be put in. We're doing it ourselves a little bit at a time. Why is it any of your business? Right. Get the fuck out of here. Like, and I'm sorry if this is a crime, which it's not because there's no law for it, then I should be able to face my accuser per the Constitution. But because code enforcement takes um, anonymous, yeah, anonymous issues, you know, anonymous complaints, I don't I can't confront my accuser. And the, so, therefore, if there's no accuser, there's no injured party, so there's no crime.
5: There's no broken law.
2: There's no broken well, law. Well, there's no law
5: anyway. So exactly. It yeah. So, so yeah, I'd
2: be very interested to hear what you have to say about the, yeah. uh, you know, all that.
6: Right. It all comes down to a large degree to jurisdiction. The best way to understand this is if you go into Walmart as a customer, you're going to buy some oranges, right? And the manager comes over and says, uh, Mick, I need you to take this broom and go over and sweep up in the back, right? You're looking behind you, like, is there another Mick here? Because I'm, like, confused, right?
5: <laughs> Are you talking to the right potato son of a gun like I am. Really? All
6: right, so, but, there's but there's if two weeks prior you had gone in and filled out a job application and you were accepted and now you're there with your name tag on, now the manager has jurisdiction. He could come over and bark your orders and, you know, He tells you to jump, you say, how high, sir, because you want to keep your job. So jurisdiction is you've given permission to them to boss you around, okay, on a basic level. Now, the mind blow, the mind blow is the city you live in, the county, the state, the government. All of the all of the bureaucratic agencies, from the district attorney to the court system to the police department, all the way down to the dog catcher, every single one of them has a Dunham Bradstreet number. They are all corporations. They are all all privately held for profit businesses. Period. There is no government. They are de facto governments. They are fake. Governments pretending to be government. Okay. Now, if I go into a court or I'm pulled over by a guy in a costume, he's not God. He's not my daddy. Okay. They outlawed slavery. So I'm not his property. So the only thing left that gives him any permission to boss me around is I got a contract with him. Is that right? He's a man telling another man what to do. Yep. So did you sign something telling him? that he can tell you what to do? What in fact I got a friend who's a cop in Charlotte and we watch our daughters play soccer together and I, one day he's in his uniform that that day and I said I said Tim let me ask you a question if you pulled me over what gives you the authority to tell me to do anything? Nothing. And he was like you know what? That's a really good question. And he had to you think do. about
2: it. You give him the authority. Look, I uh, by com- by complying.
6: I have Well, bought. no, no, it's it's proof through presumption. It's I'll, presumption. Tell, I'll tell you what he said. He Pretty said, true. "Well, a, a long time ago we did a training and the county attorney came in and said we get our authority from the state." That's what he said. Correct. And that's correct. Now, that's what correct. is the state? The state is a corporation. In and out of itself, yes. Well, am I? Do, do they pay me a check? No, but they pay do him. Do I a have check. a company car with the state? No, but they they give him a company car. Right, but see,
5: if I'm not an employee, going back to the right. Walmart, no, no, no. That. I agree. No, I'm in agreement. The only problem is, it is what you said. It is that it is the impropriety of compliance, but it's also the propriety of compliance upon those being pulled over for instance a lot of people think well if you just keep going if you're doing the speed limit there's nothing you're doing wrong a lot of people think well you're just going to go to jail for even longer if you just don't comply with the laws if you get out of the police officer's way and he gets behind you again what do you think
2: he's pulling you over
5: you think he's pulling you over don't you is he doing the speed limit are you doing the speed limit are you endangering anybody else's life just because he has those red and blue flashy lights up there does that mean we have to comply we do because we've been trained to. You go through driver's ed. What do they teach you? They, they start brainwashing you at 16. You see red and bl- bl- blue lights behind you, or in the state of New York and New Jersey, you just see straight blue lights behind you. Then you pull over. That is where the compliance starts. It starts at driver's ed. It's when we're taught that if you see a guy, an authority figure with a badge on, and he lights, his, lights up behind you, and although you're not doing anything wrong... You're still supposed to pull over. Why?
6: Well, are you asking me? Yeah. Why? You you do, you do do have to obey the cop with the uniform because you did contract with him. When you filled out your first W-2 form when you were 16, you were so agreeing to pay taxes. When you separated from all
5: of that, now when you see lights go on behind you, you're not worried about it. You just keep driving the speed limit. Don't worry about it.
6: Well, no, because they have a gun and a taser. If I'm being pulled over, I'm going to pull over. But let me just finish my thought. When you go to the DMV, you go down there yourself and you say, I would like a driver's license. You are contracting with that private company at that Correct. time. So, so what you have to understand is, is you can uncontract with them. Okay. In other words, in the Walmart example, you you filled out your job application with Walmart or in this case, GovCo. So what but- you're talking about is you can quit. Yes. Okay, so how do you quit? Yes, now we're getting somewhere. Okay, first of all, you there is provision for you to quit. Now, the reason for that is because the elites don't want to be hung for treason. So they operate by might, might makes right. So you watch the mob shows, and they'll be like, you know, if you're stupid enough to help me rip you off, you deserve it. That's how they think, okay? So, so they create all this fraud, and they trick you into contracting with them, but they give you the way out. So if you hang yourself, it's your fault. Okay, that's the premise. So 8 U.S.C. 1401 is what most people are. The defini- definition of a U.S. citizen, a person born in the United States and subject to the jurisdiction thereof. They even tell you you're a slave. You're subject to the jurisdiction. Well, what is the jurisdiction? It's the jurisdiction of United States. What is the definition of United States? A 10-mile a area in the District of Columbia. That's what what that is. Well, if you're a resident of the 10-mile area in District of Columbia, then you are a U.S. citizen. Were you born in the 10-square-mile District of Columbia? No. No. So through presumption, they opt you into all these contracts. So you have to undo the contracts through affidavit. The first one is an affidavit. where we uh, repudiate our 14th amendment slave class status, which is basically created at birth through the birth certificate. And then we go to um, a 21 days and we, we do an affidavit that that was um, not rebutted, right? An affidavit of non-rebuttal. And we post that, we, we record that publicly. So it becomes a court of record. And then we go down to the passport agency we get a passport and we, Configured a certain way, so it actually reflects our new civil status, which is 8 USC 1101A 21, and that one is definition of an American state national, <clears throat> a person owing permanent allegiance to a state. Now, listen to just a couple of Supreme Court case rulings to convince you that there are actually two civil designations. Tashiro v. Jordan. It's clear that there is a citizenship of the United States and citizenship of a state. So there's two civil statuses. I'm still a citizen of the United States. Okay, But the difference is there's two of everything. There's United States, which is all caps. That's a corporation. Then there is the United States of America, which is the Republic United States, the constitutional one. There's the post office, and then there's the United Postal Service. There's the IRS, there's the Internal Revenue Service. They're not the same. There's actually two of you. There's the living you, and then there's the all caps you. See my name here in all caps? And it's trademarked. You see that? I actually got the trademark three days ago. It took me a year. So this is a non-Degore version of my name. It's all caps. It's a corporate fiction that they create at our birth, and then they borrow a million dollars from the IMF, and they invest it in securities our whole life, it's probably worth half a billion dollars. And yes, you can get access to it. But if, I, if I'm attacked in a civil case, okay, all I got to do is send them a cease and desist letter saying, uh, you're uh, using a trademark uh, without permission. Ha! I mean, if there's an injured party, I can't use that. But this is a strategy that we have. It's like a hack. For, for dealing with civil issues. Let me give you one more. U.S. v. Anthony, the term resident and citizen of the United States is distinguished from a citizen of one of the several states in that the former is a special class of citizen created by Congress. And there's a bunch of those. All right, so it's very clear there's this other, other place you can go and you can be a free person. Now, how you do it, it's very simple. You go affidavit, passport, boom. All right, then we have other documents that you go further with to extricate yourself from the tax scheme, which is a complete fraud. I, I got a question for you. Yes.
5: I, I wonder, and you might not have ever had to deal with this before, but maybe this will just throw a, a complete monkey wrench in your plans. How do you deal with a US, or former U.S. government employee who's drawing pension from his former job who wants to do this?
6: Well, any benefits that you receive that you earned remain, because remember, you're still you still have the benefits of.
5: Yeah, but I, I could see the government being a bunch of shysters, and I could see them just sitting there going, "Oh, you don't want to be a member of this anymore. Good night." It's the opposite.
6: It's the opposite. You. This is called the legal education movement, and what it what it means is we're learning that this this power structure is created for our benefit. And we have just been uninformed and going along with all the SMU, the stuff made up. Mm-hmm. And so once, once you begin to learn what the, what the rights of a free man are, there's more rights. Now, there are a couple of consequences to becoming a state national that I've experienced. One is I was selling insurance last year, and I didn't realize this, but all of the licenses require me to re-up every two years. And when I do – The application process is are you a US citizen? Well, the answer to that is no, not what they're thinking. So I had to back out of selling insurance. Another one is if you are no longer, if you if you become a legal non-taxpayer, which is a designation of the IRS code, you there is a revocation option. It's not simple to do, it's complicated, but it's there uh what that means is you no longer have a tax return and then if you go to try to get a conventional loan you can't so there are consequences but there's also benefits so going back to the getting pulled over thing and you mentioned this well, um I'm sorry how do you pronounce your name It's Mick It's, it's Velin Or Velin Yeah Velin okay uh, you mentioned um the no injured party. Maybe it was Mick. I'm not sure, but no, no, um, I did, yeah. All right. So Sharer v. Cullen is for a crime to exist, there must be an injured party. There can be no sanction or penalty imposed on one because of this exercise of constitutional rights. This really puts people in a bunch, man, because they start getting real edgy. Hey, can you st- do me a favor? Can you yes. send me that, please?
5: Oh, for sure. I'm dead serious.
6: Please cuz I need that. <laughs> Bro, this is what I do, man. I love I love this stuff cuz this yeah. is really when you start finding out how host you are, you get pretty ticked off. I mean, this is the this is you know why I love this cuz as a truther, as a content creator, I've always had this burden to help, you know, make a difference and fight the bad guys and all that, right? But it's only like a trickle down thing where I'm just helping free people's minds and then hopefully that creates this snowball effect, right? Well, this is kinetic. This is tactical, right? I can put stuff in your hand where now, if you get pulled over, anybody can do this, okay? This is totally a cool hack right here. All right, so Benjamin Franklin created the post office, the bank, and the courts all at the same time. There's still there's still courts down in the south where it says post office on the side of the wall, okay? Now, you that means they're all under the banking rules. Banking rules is three days, 30 days, 15 days, 10 days, judgment day. You get a bill from the power company when you move into a new area, you have three days to rescind that bill. If you don't say anything, the bill is now, the clock's ticking. Now you have 30 days to pay it. If you don't pay it in 30 days, they send you a late notice. You have 15 days before you're totally late. After 15, they tell you you got 10 days or we're shutting you off, right? 30, 15, 10, zero. Guess what? The courts are on the same banking rules, okay? So you get pulled over. You don't have to be a state national or anything. I've heard two guys do this. I haven't done it yet. So you get the ticket. You don't fight with the guy. You say, yes, sir, sir. And you sign the ticket under duress, okay? And you put underneath all rights reserved. I do not consent. Now, you write on a, in red on a 45-degree angle. You write, I do not consent. I do not wish to contract. You take that, that is a presentment. That speeding ticket is an offer to contract. It's not a contract. So you take that offer and you walk in to the freaking clerk's office within three days and you hand it to her. And you say, I don't wish to contract with you. And these two guys told me they shredded the the speeding ticket. Boom! (laughs) Now, you can also let it ride and I've talked to people who have then sent affidavits to the court saying, you are in default because this guy violated my rights under color of law. Title 18, deprivation of rights under color of law. He's way out of his jurisdiction talking to me. Okay. And so th- uh, this, this is an infraction. And uh, here's my fee schedule, 25 grand. Now, they, res- they don't respond. They don't rescind it in three days. They might send you two weeks later, here's your court date. Oh, I'm sorry, you must have misunderstood. I'm fining you 25 grand. And this actually happens, okay? At the end of the whole process, you categorize all this correspondence and you send a final affidavit with your fee schedule to the attorney general. That's the cop's boss. And these people are getting checks from the attorney general for 25 grand. Oh,
1: yeah. Wow.
5: Oh I mean, yeah. The, the only hack I always knew was you if you got pulled over, um one of the things I, I've done every time I've gotten pulled over, and I said, Yes, officer, the reason that you're impeding my first, fourth, fifth, sixth <laughs> amendment rights are because that's the fastest way to make a cop turn around and walk back to his cruiser because he doesn't even want to fuck with you. Because at that point, he already understands, you know, the Constitution better than he does.
7: Okay.
2: Actually, I just pick up my phone and I call his boss and I hand no, that works I hand the phone out the window and I say, wait, here, someone wants to talk to you. And then he picks up the phone and he says, yes, sir. Really? Are you sure, sir? For real? Fine. And he hands the phone back to me and I drive away.
6: How? How do you do that? We know his boss. <laughs> we know
2: his boss. It's all about who you know
6: in the South. Well, that's fine. But if you don't know that, you can get one of these. This yeah. looks like a regular passport. However, if you get pulled over and you have updated your records, usually they don't can't run it in the in the cruiser, but you can tell them if you call dispatch and have them run this, it should come up where it says, do not question, do not detain, if you've done your paperwork. The key with living in the private is don't talk like a king until you are a king. That's what gets people into trouble is that they assume that if you learn the lingo, that that's enough to stand on your rights. In some degree, it's true. But in most cases, I've seen a lot of the you know, side of the road interactions and it didn't go well. But I've seen ones where guys really had right to travel nailed to where you know, they had their status changed in the, in the system. They they got a letter that went out to the attorney general of their state and the local law enforcement and they got it back from them. That's pretty much a get out of you know, get out of it on my face card right there. Because you got the guy's direct boss saying, Yes, this person is operating within the realms of common law. They're allowed to travel on the road unhindered. Okay. However, wow. then you take your car out of the DMV because that's a contract. Mm. So you put it into a trust. The car is not owned by me, officer. It's owned by a trust. And and um, so you're removing yourself, the free man, the living man, from the equation. Because what they've done is they've created this corporation. This right here. John Kerwin is a corporate. Because um, they're
5: allowed to loan money off of your name. It's a corporate fiction.
6: That's right. That's right. They monetize you up one side and down the other. But then they trick you into standing in. So are you John Kerwin? No. I'm not John Kerwin, not the one you're talking about. So that's how how you get out of this many, many faceted thing. But a lot of people that really haven't looked into it really get in a bunch when you start talking like this because they're thinking, well, if we follow your plan, it's going to be anarchy and you don't think the laws apply to you? No, no, I do believe the laws apply to me. What I know doesn't apply to me is codes and policies. Okay, just like the Walmart example. Flurney versus First National. A code or statute is not a law. Let that sink in. Another one is Ray versus Ray. A code is not a law. Or Koning v. Flynn. Um, a concurrent or joint resolution of legislature is not a law. So what this means is there is lawful and legal. There's a law that goes through the proper channels, and then there's these policies or code violations. That's why the... The cruisers aren't law enforcement. They're police. They're policy enforcers. Okay. But this is the mother load right here. This is Colonial Pipeline v. Traggle. Colonial Pipeline v. Traggle says statutes apply only to state-created creatures known as corporations. So, Mick, are you a corporation? No. No. You're a living man standing yeah. on the ground. You're not lost at freaking sea, okay? Correct. I I do not consent to your thousands of presumptions over me. I'm not I'm not your corporate whipping boy, all right? And because of that, statutes, your 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 prop, you know, well, you're pulled over for improper lane change. You didn't use your blinker. Oh, well, okay, but that doesn't apply to me. You're out of your jurisdiction and you know Statutes don't apply to state-created only apply to state-created creatures of which I'm not. Here's my paperwork. So that one is then followed by the one that says uh, if there's no crime, there's no injured party, right? So if I change lanes without my blinker, is there an injured party? No, no. So
2: hold on one second, John. We've got to. Uh- we, we also stream on the Red Pill Project, and they have another show coming up next. That's why my alarm went off, so we've got to drop the Red Pill Project. Red Pill, have a great night. Don't forget, I will be on tomorrow morning at 8 a.m. for The Good Book. Come and join us there. We are... Uh, in joshua right now um 8 a.m on we're on the patriot party podcast channel so come check us out there
5: and then we're back at 5 45 tomorrow night for the pre-show 6 p.m for the regular show 5 45 you're not going to see that on the red pill side you're only going to see that on our side but if you come back over at at 6 p.m the show will start you got it so till then we'll see you later red pill (laughs) anyway moving right along all right out they go fantastic as you were saying
2: yeah we stream to like I don't know, at uh, two dozen different locations. So that Wait. way, you know, nothing gets... Uh, they can't kill us. Yeah, they can't always kill us. Yeah. So. Oh, okay, that's smart. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's good stuff. Wow. Well, this is very interesting. And a lot of people are asking where they can find this information. Um, I, I think you mentioned uh, on one of the other shows I listened to that you do a, a training on Monday nights.
6: Um, I used to. Uh, we changed it to a prayer meeting, but I do have training and support stuff on my site, which is Wake Up or Else. Okay. Um, Wakeupearls.com and then go to the state national tab and there's tons of resources there. Look, I, I've I've heard people talk about this a lot in
5: the past. Yep. Okay. Um, and a lot of the people there are certain things that they said that keyed off spidey senses that I said, wait a minute. No, 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 no. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. No, no, that's bullshit.
2: I think Anne Vandersteel
5: is uh a state national. Um But the way you just presented it, if more people could present it that way, you don't sound nuts (laughs) Yeah. if that makes you feel any better. (laughs) You you, look there. No, there's there's people in this community. There's jackasses like, for instance, this uh, douchebag. What's his name? Nuts Johnson, that that dude that we that me and Josh destroyed Derek Derek Johnson and he loves to run his mouth about this type of law. Yep. Yet he still doesn't know that what he's saying is wrong, and here you got somebody who's saying the right shit, and he hasn't set off a spidey sense yet. And I gotta wonder why people are still listening to this moron, Derek Johnson, who's still going on that Trump's in charge of this country.
6: Right. I mean, there's a lot of gurus in the in the. I call it the legal education movement, and and what I found is one guru always wants to tear down the other gurus so I have a I have a belief all gurus are good gurus and the reason of that is it, nobody knows everything in this walk because it's so complicated I mean there's so much duplicity and levels of understanding and what law really trumps this law and all this stuff you can't know everything so you've got to figure out you know who's trustworthy and who's the most knowledgeable so what I've and then you have questions all the time Right, so I finally found what's called the um, the ASN study guide. If you Google ASN study guide, it's forty bucks a month, and they've got like four full time people. All of these courses are 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 systemized, but then the most important thing they have ask me anything sessions, where you can go in twice a week and get your questions answered, or you can DM people. That is the key because it's so it's like there's no tech support when you're a frontier, you go to the West in a wagon, you got an ax in your wagon, you know, and there's no right. That's, that's how the pioneers live. Well, that's kind of what this is like.
5: Shit. That's the way it's been. I, I think, I think it should be that way. I don't think we should be living the way we've been living. What we've been doing is, is it, it, it seems like we're, we're licking a self licking ice cream cone. Say that like, again. It it seems like we're licking a self-licking ice cream cone. It feels like every like I, I see all these TikTok people or TikTok people, that uh, Twitter, X, whatever the fuck you call that goddamn thing now. Anyway, yeah, right. <laughs> you see all of them flipping through and they're sitting They're saying all this stupid shit about, well, uh, I'm a nurse and my husband works, and so we just don't make enough money. You don't make enough money because the government's been fucking us for years and prices have never come down.
6: Right. Right. And it's it
5: just, it's going to get worse and nobody's doing anything about it. My parents didn't do anything about it. Their parents, well, they tried to, and uh, World War II happened. Yep. It, it's, folks, it's, it's not going to get any better unless we start standing up against the tyranny. The, the point of the Constitution was never about the government. It was always about we the people. That's why it starts out with those words. We yep. the people. It's all about us. It's not about those assholes. Those assholes in the last 20 years have turned it over to it's all about them.
6: It's not about us anymore. Right. That's the truth they are talking there. See? Truthers to get, get have a sense of urgency and they realize freedom isn't free. And they realize, you know, all, you know, some men are born to greatness, others have it thrust upon them. And William Wallace, there, she was like, "Shut up, shut up." And William Wallace was like, "Hey, all men die, but not all men live." Yep. You're, you're born for such a time, it's your time to shine. And that's one of the things in my research in the book that I found was central to people that bit down on the truth no matter where it took them. Because it, it's a pain storm, okay? This is like Spanish Inquisition level pain. My wife divorced me after 24 years of marriage. I got four kids, and all four of them barely talk to me now. Jeez. And I'm not alone. I'm I'm in a, a very large group of people that are suffering that you guys are very fortunate and what it is is that you you come into the knowledge of this and you see that most people don't know it and don't want to know it and that even boosts your sense of destiny even further because you have been graced you've been singled out to have the veil lifted and you're like why me you know and you're like well okay and you just run with this you know it's like a mantle's put on you that you're supposed to carry, and you go to the family gathering, and you're the only one there that thinks the moon landing's fake or nine fake. Everybody's a normie, and you're like, listen to them talk about nothing. If I if I got to go talk about nothing for another time, I'm gonna scream, right? That's what you think. And so you you got it, and so finally somebody says something about something, and you just you can't take it anymore. So you speak up, and man, they hand you your head. I mean, they rake you over the coals. They call you crazy. They're not nice, you know. I mean. No, no.
5: Okay. So you just described like my last family. (laughs) We We were at a family reunion. No bullshit. Understand my family, the whole my side of the family, not hers, my side of the family. They are fucking all of them. Seven. Some of them seven times jabbed.
7: Yep. Oh,
5: my gosh. My mother and father are both seven times jabbed. Seven. Yep oh seven times jab they're so in connecticut they're in connecticut they're gonna die and we just heard today that connecticut's going to a uh, liberal social estate anyway uh with what i just heard today and i was about to report on it tonight but i'll get into that in just a minute because i know sergeant horse who lives in connecticut he's dying to hear this info but there's you know i i went to my parents it was my parents 50th wedding anniversary this was two years ago Uh, Both me and my wife and the kids went up. uh, We were up in New York and then Connecticut for like six days. And uh, I think we were there. I said a total of 25 words to my parents and to my brothers. Why was that? Because what they were talking about, I just they were talking about how they were getting their kids ready to go get another jab or how they were getting ready to go do some other socialist oriented event. And I looked at my father and I said, you've lost your nuts. And I walked away from him because I I couldn't believe it. I said, are you serious? You're the man who taught me to not fear anything and you're the cocksucker going to get a jab for your eighth time. Are you stupid? What did he say?
2: Putting a mask on he before just, you answer the phone on FaceTime.
5: He he just looked at me and he's just like, "Well, what's
6: wrong with you?" I was like, "What's wrong with me? Where's your freedom?" Well, they think they're doing well, their what, part. They what, they drank the Kool Aid that, that that it's real, you what, know. And the yeah, but my but, question is this: What's wrong with you? Where is your
5: freedom? We were granted according to what I understand and what everybody else understands from these two beautiful little documents that are in this book right here, the declaration of independence and the constitution, the us that we fought, we died for our freedom. Okay. What's free today? Well, they're not, not thinking about, no, 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 of freedom. Think about this. No, think about this. Stop. Think about this. When they were back then, Right. 1780, let's just let's take it fast forward since 1776. Let's go to 1787. Yeah. 1787. You are still allowed to walk out in your backyard and shoot a deer with
6: a gun. Dig it. Can you do that today? Well, some places you can, sure. No, you cannot. Well, Most sure, if you live if you freedom. live in the in the country, you can.
5: Well, yeah, but why do I have to move the country? Freedom isn't just about the country, it's all over. Freedom is freedom, period. It's not about look. I don't like the Palestinian protesters any more than anybody else. I don't like the Israeli protesters either because I don't think we should be involved in that shit. Let Israel handle Israel. We will be fine right here In our country right, but Mick,
6: but Mick, people, uh, the, There are people that were coerced Like if you don't take the shot you're going to lose Your job that's coercion but uh, most people Did it because they believe Fauci They trust the story and they're trying to per, You know they're trying to flatten the Curve okay which
5: means there's What remember there's no Perceived freedom anymore in this Country everything Is done on the rock think about It everything is that means So every time they come up with a show, Got before and everybody else went out and got it like for instance polio polio is a perfect one we yeah. have a vaccine for polio after 33 years we have a vaccine for polio yeah uh. that's the normal time for a vaccine not right. 10 months well no.
2: i mean the covet shot was in production for like two decades but it killed everybody it's looking to kill everybody I mean, all the animals died in the animal
5: testing so they, yeah, can they did. advertise that I, I just i get angry because freedom back in the day was you know what you wanted to walk out in your front yard butt naked and your neighbor saw you you can call the cops all you want Mm -hmm. cops ain't gonna do shit Does he do that, VLAN? Does he walk out of the front door butt naked? I mean, (laughs) shit all the time. Sometimes. (laughs) Most of the time, I got my boots on. I always wear my jump boots. I always wear my jump boots so they see the spits Uh, and shines. But uh, I want them to be able to maybe see what's up there. Anyway, it's immaterial. The point is, is that you could do
6: that. No question.
5: Today, there is no question that if you walked out right now outside your house, I guarantee you live in a probably nice neighborhood in South Carolina, or maybe you don't. Maybe you live in the sticks. That's even better for you. I
7: mean, do you
6: God. think Do you think that the majority of people are taking the shot by by because they're being told they have to? Or do you think they're taking it because they believe that there's a medical danger to them and the shot will protect them?
2: It, it, either way, it doesn't matter. They're taking the shot because of fear. That's it. Fear. Either fear of losing their job, fear of a virus that didn't ever really exist well, or kill you. it, do, it does
6: crazy. matter if you want to try to get them to change their mind because they're two different arguments
2: doesn't matter want- it's, it's too late i mean honestly at this point you're not going to change their mind we're not going to we wait were just talking about else- that
6: you
5: were just talking about that you just said you were like hey we're not gonna we're not gonna wake nobody else up you're either awake or you're not now because there's too much division and strife in this country
2: and if they're
5: four or five or six shots in stopping now yeah
6: the ship has sailed there you know know, think
5: about my parents they're seven what am i supposed to say now hey you know what i tell them now hey go get another death shot just make sure you exclude me from the will
6: because i don't want any of your dirty money doesn't it make doesn't it dawn on them that they're told this will keep this will it's safe and effective this will protect you and then then they come back say well remember that shot we told you will protect you yeah, it didn't quite protect you. Because now tell you, there's this new me, strain. And, you, and they're just like, okay. Let, let me
5: tell you me. how this worked out exactly, okay? So I got my two shots, right? Because I got the first, 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 the early, early one that came out in December. I was the first one because I was a first responder. They gave it to all the first responder and military guys, if you remember. So I was like the first one to get it, right?
2: Yeah, you got it right before you we went to D.C. We started doing all this
5: research on it. And I started sending all these studies to my father. I sent them tons of studies about how bad this shit is. Like, yeah. I took it. I said, hey, I just took this. Guess what? This is what it's doing to people. Bummer. At first, first, it was, uh, that's that's from, you're, you're, you're getting that from a single source. You got to have more than one. Okay. Yeah. As time went on, I kept sending shit. Then they got their first shot. Then they got sick. And then my mom got her second shot like before my dad did, like a day before my dad did, she got COVID, like within 48 hours of getting her second shot. Unbelievable. And I looked at my father and I I said, are you going to get a shot? He goes, yeah. I go, why? Mom just got COVID. What
3: are you fucking
5: doing?
6: Right.
3: Are
5: you stupid?
6: Is there no correlation? Is there no correlation between you get the shot, you get COVID? No, because he was listening to Fauci.
7: Yep.
5: The only thing that we're going to do to wake people up right now Is if we take Fauci out into the middle of America, we put, we get Budweiser to fucking sponsor the goddamn event because they're looking to get back into Patriots pockets. We get Budweiser to sponsor the event. (laughs) Look, this is the deal. We're uh-huh. going to hang this motherfucker because all he's done is kill a million of you. And nobody of you, none, none of you are willing to wake up and listen to this. Hang is too nice. We need to go old, when that old, happens, old school over Jordan and stone the motherfucker. And when, yeah. when, when that now. happens, when that happens, everybody's going to go, oh shit, they're right. Holy shit. We have been listening to the wrong guy for the longest
3: time.
6: It seems unbelievable. I was in the pharmacy the other day and I saw these two people lining up. It's two couples to get the shot, and they were all giddy. And I'm like, "Where? What is going on, man? How can after all this fallout, dude? Did fallout you just,
5: see? Did you see the stickers they're giving out saying that they? I got the double jab, the the flu shot and the COVID vaccine together. Did you see how big it is? No. It's so. Put your hand over your chest. Yeah, that's how big the sticker is. Oh my I just, god! Serious, just saw it today for the first time. I got the flu shot and COVID nineteen. I was like, "You're an idiot."
6: It's like a badge of honor. Well, they're they're marketers, man. They're total mind control. It's, it's, it's the mark. It's the mark of the beast.
5: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the mark of the beast. When you're wearing that stupid sticker, or you got your face mask on, and you're traveling alone in your car. You look like an idiot, first of all. Everybody stares at you and laughs at you, not because they think it's funny, but they're making fun of you and telling you that you're an idiot.
6: Right. Who wear- how does the mask work in their mind if you're walking down the street by yourself and you're wearing a mask? I mean, do you think it's just like a bubonic plague is in the air? Or it's just all unbelievable.
2: I, so- I like to ask people like that, like when I see them, you know, riding a bike with a mask on or, or, you know, walking down the street or whatever. And I'm like, uh, occasionally, if I had the opportunity, I said, do, do you own a lot of stock in Trojan? Yeah. What, what are you talking about? Well, I mean, you must put on a condom before you go to bed every night, right? By yourself.
5: <laughs> my, my favorite, it backfired on me too. Um I, There was a, there was a lady's house I went to. She happened to be black and I looked at her and I said, what are you afraid of? because in the Bible it says do not fear 365 times mm-hmm. at once right. for every day of the year what are you afraid of and she was a big Christian holy roll you people right, right. I said you people I said you white people I don't know what the fuck you all stick in your bodies I'm gonna wear a freaking mask around you because I don't know if you got that jab or not I was like oh shit my bad we're on the same sheet of music sister don't 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 <laughs> don't go down that road with me <laughs> oh man
6: I wish she'd tell you what she really thought huh
5: but yeah, I mean I, I
6: I is she wrong? I I mean I well, think of it. I mean, they're taking these
5: shots yeah, and they're mean. told. You they're look at them. you look at what we've done to black people, you look at what we've done to over the over time, we've given them syphilis AIDS, everything, Hunta virus. And right. you expect them to say, Yeah, I trust you. What? no, I wouldn't trust me either. I'd be like, Yeah, fuck you. I'm wearing a mask around you. That's hey, you know what? Because you said that,
6: you go right ahead. I have no problem with you. <laughs> Yeah, but if you took the shot, it's supposed to protect you. you. Isn't the shot supposed to protect you from COVID? So why does it matter if I'm vaccinated or not? No 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 one can ever answer that question. She wasn't. She wasn't vaccinated. She said she was wearing the mask because she thought
5: I was vaccinated because I was white. Yep shedding she oh was okay shedding. that's it was afraid of she was afraid of shedding and i was like whoa sister no 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 no! i'm with you on this i agree i was just wondering what you were afraid of because i saw the cross i asked the question i had to yeah. like pedal on that one i was like oh shit i picked the wrong one to pick a fight with today but <laughs> No, she, she turned out to be really cool. And she after a while, she was like, you know what? Fuck this mask. I, I agree with you. And we were talking about all sorts of shit. But that's the type of people that I run in from day to day. And some of those people that I see now wearing masks, especially if they're of another race, I automatically just say, yeah, they're probably not jabbed. They're wearing the mask because they're afraid of us.
6: Mm-hmm. Could be.
2: But it still comes down to fear. That's right. It still comes down to fear. And that's a fear... Fear is what divides us. Fear is what
5: controls us.
2: Fear, fear is what if we let. disconnects you so that you cannot hear God, so that you cannot see the signs that he puts to mark your path. Fear, it, it. I did a whole diatribe this morning on my morning show. I read the Bible for 30 minutes or so. It's an hour long show. Um, but uh I I do a little message in the morning and my message was on fear because people say, oh, I don't fear anything but God. Why do you fear God? God said that if you believe in him, if you're with him, then he will protect you. He has made a place for you. So why do you fear him? You are now spitting in his face. You're calling him a liar. Why do you fear God? Don't fear God. Revere God. Understand what he's capable of, but don't fear him not if you truly believe in him and have faith in him respect him but he told you not to fear why do you have fear
6: well i think it was oswald chambers he said if you fear god you fear nothing but if you don't fear god you fear everything the fear of the lord is a bible doctrine the fear of the lord is the beginning of wisdom and this is not a reverential fear this is a you're frightened of him because Jesus said, "Don't fear him who can kill the body, but I'll tell you who to feel fear. fear: fear him who, after killing the body, can cast your soul into hell." That's what Jesus said. So the fear of the Lord is a biblical doctrine. Whether you want to accept it or not is another topic, but that's in there. But it's a,
2: I, I, I see it as a warning.
6: Well, sure, it's a warning, but he, you know, he's multifaceted, just like you are. Yep. You have, you know, different range of emotions. And God is love in that he has provided for a way for us to be restored to him. But if, let's say, you have a child that's abducted by some <laughs> nuck maniac and he rapes and kills your daughter, you're going to want a piece of him, right? Oh. That, that instinct is from God because we're made in his image. So there's a piece of God that is the judge of all men. And you're going to have to give an account for your life and that's what we're to fear that you know if he's going to be your savior he also has to be your lord and it turns out he's a holy one so you got to kick the stuff that he doesn't like out or else you don't get in that's the fear of the lord
5: i i, I can't disagree with that mm-hmm. yeah. cuz you know if you're wrong <laughs> yeah no <laughs> nope <Okay. laughs> so where where can we find this book where is this book at and okay. uh, where can everybody find it
6: yeah, the book is um, it's on Amazon. You can get the paperback or the audio version. And it's called The Conspiracy Theorist Survival Guide. It's 300 pages, and it gets people tell me I couldn't put it down. Well, this is one guy says, John, I don't read books. I read this in two days. It was hilarious. It was awesome. I was laughing and crying. It was everything I'm going through. So it'll really encourage you, give you guidance, give you, you know, hacks, how to deal with the people that are important in your life that don't know and don't want to know. Because this is hell on earth, I'm Like. My situation is like beyond, I cry every day, okay? My children think I'm a weak-minded boob that fell for Photoshop tricks, and then I chose these stupid lies over them so they're offended and ticked off. And I'm disrespected, I'm rejected, and I'm misunderstood. And this is universally the response that we get. Now, there's all ranges of it. But there's a lot of people in my my boat. I people tell me all the time, my kids don't talk to me. Shit,
5: hey, real quick, tell me something. All you guys out there, I'm looking at two different chats that are all saying agreed. What do you? What's your take? I mean, do you guys do you guys agree that this shit is like? Uh, if your spouse didn't get along, if you and your spouse didn't get along, if you guys disagreed on any part, or maybe you've already suffered some of this. This is some shit, some shit. You gotta, you gotta talk about it somewhere. And I think a lot of people come here because this is where you get to talk about it. And you yeah. might not have your spouse with you when you're here. Um, if this is real, Hey, I'm psh, shit. If this is going on, yeah, there's a lot of people. I'm, I am blessed. I've got a spouse that she yes, You are. She is awesome. I don't have to go that route. I, I, I'm in deeper than he is. I didn't have to.
2: I brought him to flat earth and 9 11 being an inside job. So
6: nice. (laughs) Yeah. And what I found the demographics is it's most people are like either like me where they've been divorced or they're on the or their their marriages become vacuous. You're in two different worlds and you're hanging by a thread. The next category, which is much smaller, is there's the truther and then the normie spouse, but the normie spouse has a lot of grace. So they basically let you have your obsession, but they don't want you to talk to them about it. They have this threshold where if you start getting too excited about your topic, they'll cut you off, but they're not gonna kick you to the curb, right? Then there's you guys, which is a very small category where both husband and wife are truthers. You guys are very blessed, and it's the exception, though. It's not the it's not Honestly. the norm. But shit, our, we're our unicorns, ma- babe. We're unicorns, know, right? <laughs> right?
7: Like our
2: our marriage was like that for the longest time. It was it was empty. It was vacuous. It was, you yeah. know, we we went through the motions. We were we were ships passing in the night. You know, seeing who had to pick up the kids from school and yeah. what we were going to have for dinner, and going back to work the next day, and we hardly ever talked. Um, doing the podcast together started it, but falling down. One rabbit hole after another, Um, that saved our marriage.
5: Nice. Some of it was shit I'd already been through, so I was like, I was falling back down the rabbit hole with her because. <laughs> nice. I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. Wait! No! 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 That's a dark area. Come here! Come
6: here! <laughs> you know that reminds me. One of the things my wife used to say, and at the time I didn't. It didn't really register, but she uh, she noticed that. Talking, she would say, "When you talk about these things, you get all lit, lit up and excited," and, and she was offended, like these, like I cared more about these things than her. And I, it's not that; it's just that when you, it's like you know a dog that's been in the kennel for two years or ten years, and finally this couple comes in and they see the yellow card and they're like, huh, and they let let out. You get let out of prison, okay? This is freaking awesome. It changes your life, and you're like, yeah. And the people around you are like, whoa, what the heck are you talking about? It's all fake, and they can't. The normies have as much compassion for you as if they found out you were a pedophile. Look, for hey, dudes, hold on. it no. was
5: like when you were six years old and you found out what your prick was. No,
2: you know what it is? you were like, <laughs> holy no. crap. No, 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 no. It's like I
5: I and found that out when I was six I think I was <laughs> later
2: on, <laughs> John, John, I know you were you were a pastor for a while, right? You were a preacher for a long time, so, and yeah. you're obviously very well versed in the Bible, but yeah. um so so maybe you didn't have this experience in a later age, as so many of us who have who God has found in the last couple of years, but it's like the first time that you're truly filled with the Holy Spirit because that first time, up until that point, you didn't really think like you you knew there was a God, you knew there was something bigger, but you didn't really understand that feeling. You didn't really have that right that that uh, like you feel like you're overflowing with the Holy Spirit, and it's all you can do but talk to everybody That's about it. exactly you're- right. Because you found Jesus, because you found God, and you want to share it with everyone so that they can feel yep. the same thing that you do. Yep. Not because you don't care about them, but because you do care about them. Yep. Because you want them to feel the same thing that you do. And then you feel like, man, I am so full. I could never get fuller. Like, there there can't be any more. And then you level up. Yep. And then you get even fuller with the Holy Spirit. So, like, it's bursting out of you. Yep, and yep. you can't help but spray it on everybody around you. It's
5: the
6: same no, thing. Gross, the way you put it. But, but it's true. It's <laughs> a totally the same thing. It's like you find out, you discover there's this whole big room in your house that you didn't know you had. And it's full yes. of treasures.
2: Yes. Yes, exactly. It's
6: discovery. It's a sense of discovery. It's urgency. And then there's a whole self-preservation motivation because a lot of what we discover is bad news. I mean, flat earth isn't, a, isn't like bad news, but, you know, breakaway civilization, underground bases, You know NASA's media's lying. You know they want to you know enslave us to tax. Team, all that is bad news. Well, the normie is totally turned off to bad news. They they are all about their happy life. Now they might have a God compartment in their life. They're you know they're working. They're raising their kids. They're moral people, and they might have little glimpses. But you know the matrix. The best picture of it is the Truman Show. Where the guy finds out he's in a freaking TV studio. Now imagine, and his fiance is a, an actress. I mean, it's so fake that you know. Imagine if the next day, after finding out in the Truman Show, he goes, "Oh well, what difference does it make? I still have to go to work, don't I?" And he just goes back to work. No, no, <laughs> it would be unthinkable. I, you know what?
5: I've tried. I've used that same reference before, and I stopped using it because. I started thinking about it for myself. What if I was that guy? What if I was just being woken up today? What would I do? And with everything that I've learned over my the course of my life, and I was just being woken up today, it's a good damn thing I was woken up a long time ago because let me tell you something, there'd be a lot of dead bodies because
6: I would be really pissed. <laughs> yeah, that's true, man. whole flat earth thing alone. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. That's I perfect. just talked to a guy. This is so perfect. perfect. You said that. This guy I talked to, and he was like a professor, pretty high up in the university and academia. And you know, he had—he didn't have an astrophysics PhD, but he was in that realm. And this guy found out the freaking Earth was flat and stationary, and he was pissed. Okay, so let me let me tell you why.
5: Let me tell you why I'd be so fucking pissed. I went to a course a long time ago, U.S. Army Sniper School. In sniper School, you learn how to shoot at a very long distance at a very small target and hit yep. it every time. Yep. And they teach you four complex math problems that yep. you have to figure out on the fly to get your trajectory, your windage, and your on speed bore precision Account- online. Accounting for the Coriolis effect accounting for the coriolis effect and Mm -hmm. the curvature of the earth Mm -hmm. for a distance okay one day i was sitting at the range i said okay let's shoot this so i did the math and from one rifle that was cold bore meaning hadn't fired a round through it so it's still cold i fired the round hit the target great grabbed another rifle same exact rifle down to the spec and everything And these are mil specs, so everything is down to the spec and everything. I yeah. mean, it's the same exact freaking rifle. Grab the rifle, picked it up. No math, just eyed it. Fired the round, hit the target. Yep. Said, okay, so because what's... Because the
2: math levels it out. The math is, it's a ruse. It's yeah. it's yet another veil to make you think that the Earth is round, that there's actually a is curvature it- of the Earth, but it just, it levels it.
6: The length that they go to to deceive humanity is literally mind-boggling. Because think about this. If the Coriolis effect had to be factored for a uh, sniper, then it would also have to be factored for all of the jets that are landing on an on a east-west runway.
5: Not even all the jets? How about just even uh, if you even if you go that far with it, yeah, you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right for the jets because you'd have to factor that in. But let's just factor that in for cameras the Coriolis effect would have to be factored in for cameras mm-hmm. because oh. cameras today can zoom 12, 13, 14 times past the horizon line. Yeah, And what does the earth look like? 12, 13, 14 times. Past it's, flat. Flat. <laughs> it's flat. Well,
6: that's what I always say. I, I have a short conversations with people because I say, if the earth is round, why is it flat? And they're like, what do you mean? I said, well, you can, anywhere you go, you could see 50 or hundred miles. You couldn't see lighthouses from 50 miles away. And that's what Mariners will tell you on a clear night. There should be like at 50 miles, there should be about 1600 feet of curvature. The tallest lighthouse is 400 feet. And they're like, well, it's up elevated. Okay. I did a whole thing. It's called round earth mind control. And I I took a video of a guy that proved it was an atmosphere because he rented a boat. Because you can see the Chicago skyline from the opposite shore of Lake yeah, Michigan. Yeah, you sure can. Yep. All right, so he rented a boat, Rob Skiba, and he went across the lake filming the whole time. Now, history tells us and science tells us that if it was a mirage, it would have disappeared at some point and it never did. So he basically proved it wasn't atmospheric. Well, then all you got is the math is wrong, which all five curvature calculations on the web all agreed the same numbers. And if you tell me it's, it's you know, Six it's degrees not,
5: at eight-tenths of a mile.
6: Right. So the math is correct. It's not atmospheric. So what do you got left? The only thing you got left is, well, you don't have the accurate numbers on uh, elevation above sea level. And I did because the, the boat that we got the distance from had a GPS that was tagged to the Sears building. So I, I showed what the elevation of the Sears building is and what the elevation of the boat was. And the exact distance. So I had all of the metrics to the T. (laughs) There was no way out. The only answer that you can give at that point is, well, it's flat there, but it's still around Earth. No, (laughs) no. That's just a very granular example. But you could do this yourself. I did it when I was at Myrtle Beach. There was a hotel all the way down the beach. It was about 50 miles. And because I looked it up on Google, and I got my binoculars, and I could see the bottom of the st- stupid hotel. It would've been impossible. Yep. So if it's flat, or I'm sorry, if it's round, why is it flat? <laughs> That's it. Because <laughs> what they do, I did it. Had guy yeah. tonight. Um, I just interviewed Dave Weiss. He's Mr. Flat Earth. He's oh, all yeah, we've had him on before. He's okay. A, cool. He is and a he's, great he's a juggernaut, man. He, I just turn him loose, and he just goes off. But anyway. Um, This guy commented uh, and he's like, first of all, he calls you names. Okay. The normies always start out with personal attacks. That's their script. Right. But then he goes into this really complex thing about longitude and latitude and the math. And I'm like, dude, dude, you're always on the same script. If the earth is round, why is it flat? And no, they don't give me a response. They don't have one.
2: So to change topics real quick, because I wanted to get into this before, before we let you go. Um, I, I saw your whole uh, Mandela effect on the Oh,
6: you are going down that road. You, can you give yeah. me 60 seconds for a bathroom break? I'll be right back. Yes, there. yes, oh, yes by all I gotta means. I got to get a beer anyway.
2: Oh my goodness. Get a beer. Fine then, I will. You will. Push our sponsor. So, um Let's we see. are we are still uh promoing survival essentials because they're still giving you 40% off this week with promo code defiant at survival essentials.com.
5: It's a Thanksgiving deal, folks. You go get it. Gotta 40% grow off your
2: own food. Got to grow your own food. So survival essentials.com. Um, you get a, a whole survival pack. Literally you go on their webpage and it says, uh, you know, prepare for the coming apocalypse. You already said that.
5: You said that first thing in the commercial. commercial. I know
2: Um, because it's true. So grow your own food, survival-essentials.com. Save 40% with promo code Defiant. And then, of course, it grows twice as fast and up to five times bigger with ElectroCulture. Might so, as well get it. Yep. There's still a couple more of those VET promo codes available. Go to ElectroFreedom.com. Use promo code VET. Save $17 on your order. Or if those are used up, use promo code WOLFPACK. Save 20% on your order.
5: We're going to do that afterwards. Um,
2: yeah. We'll get there. Don't classical worry. check. We'll get there. Yep. So survival-essentials.com. Save 40,
5: 40% with promo code Defiant and grow your own food. That's the most important thing. Most important. Get away from depending on somebody else. Do it yourself. If you can do it, why wait for
6: somebody else? Yep. Heard that. Anywho. Yes. Anyway. You guys are gluttons, man. I'm telling you. I do live streams. So I'll talk for three hours. Yeah, we, we do And, too. We, and the numbers to- go up. The people are still I look over. The people are still there <laughs> after three hours. I'm like, this is awesome, you they guys. Just keep going over. up on so,
2: Sundays. We do true conspiracy. You said you do you you do a you have a, an online church now. We kind of do the same thing. So, yeah. um, we do what we call true conspiracy on Sunday because you know the Bible is the OG conspiracy theory, um, and we dig into a lot of the apocrypha. So we've read all of Enoch and Book of Revelation, and um, we just read Mary Magdalene, and um, we've read you know. A whole bunch of them so i think judas is next yes
5: but the uh gospel of judas yes. is next
2: so you know we and then every morning at 8 a.m i sit down and like i said read the bible for well it's an hour-long show but 30 minutes after i'm done running my mouth and whatnot um and we play our the messages from our friend brother matt who's uh you know, the other reason that we think, well, there's so many reasons that we think we're in the end times right now. Um, besides the fact that, uh, what is it, our old men are dreaming dreams and our young men are seeing, having visions and the, the angels and the Lord are speaking through prophets already. So we go over a lot of that. It's a lot of fun. Awesome. But anyway, yeah. Awesome.
6: So the, Man-
2: the Mandela effect on uh, the Bible.
6: Please explain right. Right. Well, whew, this is a this is a a massive topic. It's a mind bender because our reality is morphing, and uh, it's undeniable. It's not misremembering. Uh, that's a really unresearched, superficial, knee jerk, hail mary type of uh, um, argument. Okay, it's not misremembering. Okay, we're not confused. We're not confused by misquotes from pop culture. Um, there's millions of people claiming this phenomenon and it's not one or two things that are a little out of place. It's thousands of things. Okay. And some of them are not vivid, but some of them are as vivid as your name. So let me clear this whole thing up. First of all, the idea that we're just confused, befuddled, you know, we're just bumping into walls. We can't remember our times tables. You know, if you, your name is, nick or it's mick right your name is mick and you wake up tomorrow and your name is joe okay and all of your bank statements say joe and your driver's license says joe all the people around you know you as joe your you know your birth certificate your yearbook everything's joe okay now you go get checked out you don't have a brain tumor there's no mental illness you don't you don't have a drug issue nobody's gaming you okay so it's, there's. would you agree that if you found yourself in that situation, that that would be an unexplainable phenomenon? Yes or no? Absolutely, because I didn't have a drug issue. <laughs> okay. All right. Now, now, why would you come to that conclusion? Because that's pretty hard to make that leap. It's not logical, right? It's not rational. Why would you make the conclusion that it's a supernatural unexplainable and not just think, well, maybe I'm misremembering. Cause why would you come up with that conclusion? I would know in my heart. It's I would just like know... when I heard
2: the bell or heard my name, you just
6: know, you know, how, how do you know him? Well, no, no, this is has to do with your, the reliability of the human memory. So you're, you're saying, look, I don't care what the data sphere is saying. I know what my name is. Okay, bro. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, no. so, so what that is, is a testimony to, our belief in how valid or reliable the human memory is. Mm-hmm. Let me give you another example. Let's say you have an aging parent and they're doing fine. But one day you go visit them and, and they go in and say, hi, mom. and they, And the lady says, your mom says, who are you? Now, what conclusion would you draw? Alzheimer's. Boom, hundred percent. Give me that answer. Okay, now why would you come to that conclusion? The reason I, is, knew,
5: I knew the day before, she knew who I was, and I knew the day of, she didn't know who I am. And why would you lose all of a sudden all of that train of thought? Right. Look at Joe Biden. Joe Biden can't remember his name most days of the week. Right, but when
6: he's done talking to people, exactly. So, so what that means is is that all of humanity, going back through all recorded history, has observed. That in regards to vivid memories, like the face of your own child, if if a memory is very vivid, it's reliable. Mm-hmm. Okay? That's all I'm saying. So I most remember, people... Go ahead. As a
2: child, my mom my mom loves to sing. And yeah. she used to sing me a song. Your daddy is dead, he's coming back. And the reason they killed him was because he was black. Now... It was obviously wow. my dad's That's not dad. <laughs> <laughs> fuck
1: up listen, shit to
2: sing a kid. Listen. It was a song that was popular after Nelson Mandela was
6: killed. <laughs> okay, it was I'm with a
2: you. Song about Nelson Mandela being killed
5: in prison. All right. And his Hey did Nelson Mandela die in prison?
6: <laughs> well I gotta go back to the song the song's still a little creepy okay I'm i think know. I'm with Nick on that one
5: <laughs> I know hey, hey but, but did Nelson
6: Mandela die in prison well that's where the whole thing comes from is people exactly. have a vivid memory of him dying in prison and then all of a sudden he's still jamming you know yeah
2: exactly I have a vivid memory of my mom singing me that incredibly fucked up song when I was little because Nelson Mandela died in prison oh,
6: okay there you go with that. <laughs> so so at a certain point, you're like my scenario. I don't care what you say. I know Nelson Mandela. All right. So there's there's all kinds of memories and all kinds of levels of of vividness, right? And the more vivid it is the 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 more reliable it is. Okay, and the more certain you are, certainty and the fact that you're right go hand in hand, all right? So let me give you a couple examples. Uh, have you ever had like a fill in the blanks quiz with Mandela effects?
2: Yes. Oh, yeah.
6: Okay, so so I'll skip the majority. Of them. Like, let's do one because words are uh, spelling of words has also been affected. So spell yep. the word judgment.
2: I uh, J U D G used to be E M E N T, but now it's not. Now it's J-U-D-G-M-E-N. Okay,
6: so you're familiar with that. So most people will spell
2: it with I a was an English major. So oh, right, right,
6: right. <laughs> and then see AI comes in and the and the um the update will create a backstory. So there's plausible deniability. And and people tell me, oh, well, John, I can clear this up for you. That's how they spelled it in England. And now it's come over here. No, no, it didn't. No, it wasn't spelled in England that way. Mm -hmm. It wasn't spelled judgment my entire life. It had an E in it. Okay. A-U-D-G-E. And that's how it's always been
5: spelled.
2: You're terrible Mm -hmm. at spelling, but I actually went to school in London for a year when I was a kid. And in England, they teach differently. They do an entire year of English and then they do an entire year of math. And even though I went to the American school of London, they still followed that curriculum pattern. So I did an entire year of English in third grade in London at the American school of London. And I learned how to spell everything and I could diagram a sentence preposition the, the whole. I learned. I was the first to learn pronouns. Let me tell you. Um, they they they've taken on a whole new meaning now. Good job. But uh, it yeah. <laughs> but I still spell things, and I spelled them before I went to London this way. But when I came back, it was all spelled differently. So mm. like color, C-O-L-O-U-R color. No, no C-O-L-O-R Blonde B-L-O-N-D-E l o n d e. Where'd the e go?
6: I mean, when you start looking into this, it doesn't take you long to realize there's no possible way that I could have this many memories that are skewy. Here's one I just came across. You remember that 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 scientist guy that Pavlov? He worked with the dogs, remember? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And he would do something, and then he would feed him, and he'd do something. What did he do? Do you remember? He rang a bell. He rang a bell. Yeah, he rang a bell. and all he did cat.
5: was taught the dog that all he taught the dog was that hey, look, when you hear the bell, you're going to eat. Yeah.
6: Guess and what? That's he didn't what ring bell. a bell. Look <laughs> it up. Can you Google it? Oh no! Shit. Did he really not? I thought <laughs> he did. It. What did Pavlov use to train his dogs? Hold on, I will do that right now. I'll let you they look it up. It's better,
5: Pavlov. Pavlov use we went to train, computers. so train his dog let's see a metronome a metronome <laughs> no. Wow. no he used the bell a bell he used the bow. no 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 the re- the reason i know this i was a uh, okay i was in special forces for the last 17 years of my career yeah. that i was in the army okay i had ascended as far as delta i was a dog handler nice I have heard from pro-dog handlers, German-trained pro-dog <coughs> handlers. Pavlos used a fucking bell, and that's how he trained his dogs. That's how he trained the German Shepherd. That's why we use the Belgian mouth, because the Belgian mouth does not react to gunfire. <laughs> Yep. They Holy were all mistaken, Mick. They were you know all confused. That just melted my – okay, my mind. <laughs> now I'm pissed off again because now I'm really fucking angry because I'm sorry. I love dogs. Uh, Malinois are the most loyal animals. You're most, about to wake the one
6: up on the bed if you keep yelling. Most How ridiculous too. I mean how do you train the dog with a metronome? To yes, do that? It's like shit. so ridiculous. It's ridiculous. That's insane. So
2: – What's changed in the Bible? Well, you've done a little bit here and there, but um, you know, I unicorn I think is now gone from the Bible, and that's been there a few times. All
6: right. So before before I give the examples, I gotta give a couple of disclaimers. So, first of all, I love God and His Word, and I don't have a chip on my shoulder. I don't, you know, not like the atheist that wants to grind God down and dishonor him. Okay. I'm a Bible believer. I was in the full-time ministry for 11 years in a large church and then lay ministry for 20 years. So I'm not attacking God. He's not a liar. The problem is this was foretold in numerous passages like Daniel 7.25, speaking of the Antichrist. It says he will seek to change times and laws. That's definitely a futuristic prophecy. And laws is in Ezra 7 is the same word, and it's translated the law of God in Ezra. So it's very fair. Believe me, I've been doing this for seven years. I've created over a hundred videos on this topic. This is the only thing I talk about for seven years. And I'm providing a biblical analysis of the Mandela effect. So I've looked into that passage and all the other ones in context with proper hermeneutics, exegeting it properly, looking at the commentaries, looking at the original language. I'm not taking it out of context. I'm not misinterpreting it. My interpretation may be different than yours, but you can't accuse me of being, being biblically illiterate, okay? And just Hold on. The
5: scripture. Hold on really quick, because we have a really old Bible.
2: It's not okay. that old. Well, it's...
5: she reads from it all the time.
2: I read from it every day. It's uh, I think it's 93.
5: Is no. it King James? 70-something.
2: King James. No, it's... uh.
5: Yeah. Oh no, that was five. What seven, version eight. is it? And we're we're trying to get that. Red um, it's the
2: it's the King James version. It's the Holy Bible, um, the it's, Viking Studio edition of the Penny Royal Ca- uh, Caxton
5: Bible. It, it's uh, a huge one. Anyway, she was looking up what you were just saying. What what exact verse were you? Uh, Daniel chapter seven, 25. Daniel
6: seven twenty-five. Read that real quick, babe.
2: Well, it's see, and my Bible's not. It it has chapter seven, but it's not numbered like that. So, um. Cause it's, it's more of a, a story. Uh, but I believe it's here and he shall speak great words against the most high and shall wear out the saints of the most high and think to change times and laws there and, you they go. Be, and they shall be given into his hand until a time and times and the dividing of time.
6: Time. The word times could very easily or fairly be interpreted space time mm-hmm. and laws could be interpreted the law of God. Now you can have dual meanings in the Bible. So it could mean the co, you know, the calendar that the Catholic Church will change the calendar. That's fine, but you can have duality in the Bible. But let's go to Amos eight verse eleven. There's a prophecy where God says, in the last days, I will send a famine in the land, but not a famine of bread. It'll be a famine of the word, and men will travel to and fro, north, south, east, west. They will not find it. Well, that's impossible in modernity. Because we got the Bible on flash drives. It's all over the place. Yeah. So they, even if they outlawed it, we would still have it. Huh. So it's changing so dramatically. I mean, if I t- when I tell you what's in your Bible right now, you won't even believe it. It's okay. in there. We got to bring him back for a true
5: spirit. I think so.
2: Yeah. So
5: we can go through the Bible. You yeah, know, this one, for- this one would take a whole nother show for sure. Yeah. Yeah. That's what we're gonna do. All right, we'll do that because <laughs> right. we spend all the time looking it up right now and- right in right. you know, there because so- we don't have chapter numbers in there. And I'm
2: only to Joshua right now in my reading of the Bible. We started it about what a month ago, and we just started at the beginning. And I, I don't do any interpretation, I don't tell people what I think it says because I think that. Everybody hears the word as they need it, as they should interpret it. That's awesome. a big part of the problem. Is yeah. that we, we our entire lives we've been what, told what yeah, to think. what we know. That's about, so true. Someone else That's... has told us. I want to read it for myself. I want to hear what God says to me when I read it.
5: You know, because everybody talks about cussing and cursing, and because we use a lot of cuss words and curse words on this. We don't use curse words. We use cuss words. yeah we don't There's curse anybody. But I don't believe that God cares about our language. I don't think God even gives a shit about what the fuck we say. I think that God is about this. God's about what you are on the inside. If you are all full of light on the inside, you will ascend. If you all are all full of darkness on the inside, you're going straight down. I don't think God gives a shit about what we say on this planet. I don't even think God cares about how the only thing God cares about is how we treat each other. And I think that if we treat each other properly, all the rest of it will all wash out at the end.
2: Well, the Perhaps. end is nigh. So you better. You, hear may, it.
6: you may have a, a little trouble where when Jesus said it's not what goes into a man that defiles him, but what comes out. For out of the heart comes fornications, blasphemies. And now, this wait is. A what stop, stop. Hold on one second. And there is one thing.
5: I always go back to in the Bible when people say this to me, and I've done this to priests before, and they sat there and looked at me like I had a dick growing on my forehead. I looked at him and I said, wait a minute. Jesus was nothing but a man, right? No, not my, not my theology. No, no, no. no. Hold God. on. Hold on when he was on this earth walking the ground and when he wrote those words down he was nothing but a man though was he not
2: he was already the son of god he
5: was the son of god yes i'm not disagreeing that point i'm not taking anything away from him i'm merely just saying that at the time in which he said that he was merely a man he was not technically anything else he was just a man walking amongst us and then we murdered him
2: true and until he rose again on the third day
5: that's that's when is when everybody else picks up his divinity nobody yeah. sells says that he was divine at the time he said that and that's my only that's my only argument think so so what's your point that doesn't change the their meaning right? argument of their divinity and their idea of what he was talking about at the time was skewed obviously it's the same thing that goes into your um uh, the, the the mandela effect with the bible it was skewed at the time in which he said that at the time he was just a man
6: but I know, but it doesn't change the meaning of his teaching, whether he was operating in his deity or whatever. I don't know. It doesn't seem to matter. His teaching is the teaching. I, I don't think that God
5: cares about the... You're right. He might care about the way we say things, but he doesn't care about the way we directly say things. It, it's, it's intent versus the
2: words, right? There's, there's a difference between cussing and cursing. You can cuss all day long right? We do. But, you know, I, I mean, I,
5: you I might, don't, I use the okay, word you fuck do. like you do. Look, it's an right. acronym. It's fornication under consent of a King. And you, it was you, written by a, a, a King way back in the 18th century.
2: But we would never tell our children that they were stupid or worthless or anything like that, because that's a curse. That's cursing
6: them.
5: I, I don't know about my kids.
6: All my, right, let me, Let me just let me just give you let me give you the word of God Mm -hmm. and let it let it just wash over your soul, okay? So Jesus says, uh, you know, not it's not what goes into the mouth that defiles a man, but what comes out. That's verse 10, Matthew 15 10. But then later Peter says, explain this to us. So Jesus says, Are you also without understanding? Do you not yet understand? that whatever enters the mouth goes into the stomach and is eliminated. But those things which proceed out of the mouth come from the heart, and they defile a man. So he's, he's specifically talking about what you say.
2: Exactly. Okay. So, yes. Hold on,
6: hold on, let me finish. So Sinister, For out of the heart, these are the things that will defile you. Evil thoughts, murders, adulteries, fornications, thefts, false witness, blasphemies okay blasphemy is anything that is directly offensive to god's character Mm -hmm. so you have to decide
2: adultery is idolatry yeah because the nature of adultery is uh, idolatry you're idolizing somebody other than cheating on god yeah so yeah god says don't speak out against me that's that's the number one rule do not speak against god he will smite you
5: so one of the things i always one of the things i've always said i agree with that i've I've heard that every every pastor priest i know and i know you're a pastor and i I, i'm not busting on you about it i'm not i it doesn't matter my point is this i like where your head's at because i like the fact that you said that all the churches are corrupt and you're right i I agree with you on that but one of the other things you said that I, i thought was interesting also remember jesus was also the guy that walked into the temple and flipped all the tables do you remember what was coming out of his mouth when he was saying that? When he was flipping the table, screaming at all of the people that were selling their wares in the in the in the temple?
6: Uh, I think he was calling them names. Yeah. Don't you know? He yeah. was swearing at them. He no, was
5: swearing at them. I don't and know, let me see. the point that his disciples, Peter, Peter, I believe, is the one that described the words that came out of Jesus's mouth. I couldn't even repeat them here.
6: uh Matthew 21 12 one twelve. All right, we're just going into a little Bible study here. This is like <laughs> I'm just, just saying that, if Jesus
5: if Jesus was cussing when he was fl- flipping the tables. Well, it doesn't say he was saying shit and stuff. It like doesn't. You're right. It doesn't say that. It says that he was saying things that Peter was not able to repeat. Comfortable repeating. Or comfortable repeating. That's what repeating. it says in the Bible? Yeah. Peter said, I, I stand back. I, I can't repeat what the Lord said. Well, why not? What did he say? What was so important? What did he tell those people? It was because he was telling them, he's probably telling them, I'm going to fucking kill you. And I bet that's what was going through his head. Because what are you doing in a temple doing this, defiling God like this?
6: All right. So when Jesus went into the temple of God and drove out all of those who bought and sold in the temple and overturned the tables of the money changers and the seats of those who sold doves, and he said to them, it is written... My house should be called a house of prayer, but you've made it a den of thieves. Yeah. So that's what he said. He wasn't. It doesn't Matthew, right? is, that huh? or is that Matthew?
5: Is that Matthew or Peter's? That's
6: Matthew's. That's Matthew's uh account.
5: testament. That was the one that said that I, I can't say what he was going to say. I can't say it again. That's, that's the one that I read it in. And it might be, you're right. It might be another Mandela effect for all I know. Well, our biblical scholar right.
6: is... Uh, Let me give you two <laughs> really, like, these are like your name type scriptures. They're so vivid. They're two scriptures. I guarantee you'll get them both wrong. Go for it. Unless you know it already. I don't know if you've delved into this. All right, so... You might have already have. The first <laughs> one is judge not, first. judge not, blank, he be judged. Fill in lest. the blank. Lest. So judge say not, the whole thing.
2: Judge not, lest he be judged.
6: Would you agree, Mick? Yes. All right, so that what you just said has never existed in any Bible translation ever. It's not King James. What that just King is James says, Judge not that ye be not judged. That changes everything. That ye be not
5: judged. That changes the whole statement. I that
1: mean,
6: in a way, ye ye it doesn't, it still carries essentially the same message, but that's not the point. The point is that we have a vivid memory. No, that's not even the point. The point is that everybody in the world has the vivid memory. See, what I just did with you, I can do with 1,000 pastors in a row. Mm-hmm. With Holy no shit. variation. That's statistically impossible. Yeah, because yeah. How, how did 1,000 pastors, because I've done it with personally with at least 30, sitting across the table or talking on the phone with 30 pastors in the last seven years, and then thousands of other people like yourselves. Okay, So judge not lest you be judged is what came out of your mouth. Now how did it get in your brain? This is what this is what the Bible school presidents are telling me. <laughs> this is what the greatest minds in Christendom are telling me. You ready? Go for oh, it. Oh, I can clear this up, John. They're just confusing it with misquotes from pop culture. All right, press the pause button, Skippy. Let me get this straight. Pop culture doesn't say lest Get less to yeah, that's no. what they're saying, though. That's all they got. So, so this is what they're trying to, to tell me. All right, I read the Bible every day, like you. I read a daily devotional, Oswald Chambers. I memorize the Bible. I don't just read the thing. I memorize the thing. What book do you memorize except the Bible? Okay, but then I go listen to a guy teach on the Bible. Then I talk to my friends like you about the Bible. And then I heard it in children's church there's about eight different influence points in a christian's life which are repetitive they're daily weekly monthly yearly decades for me it's 40 years 40 okay now what these great thinkers the greatest thinkers in Christianum, are telling me there's a guy 50 years ago that misquoted it this i'm serious this is what they're telling me and he said, judge not lest you be judged. And and it got repeated through different media and it trickled down and now everybody's saying. It. And I just like oh, I sit back in my chair and I go, Really? That's what you're going with. That's the best answer you've got after 15 <laughs> years. That's it. Oh my God. You've and it's not like- only them, it's all the sinners. You go out into the streets to witness and the judge not lest you be judged. They'll all tell you that. And so how did it get into the minds of everybody? Oh, some guy. All right. But what happens if there's 50 of those? So now you have to repeat that impossible scenario where one, because what I tell them is, okay, well, who misquoted it? And they're like, what do you mean? Well, you just told me that the reason that the entire world is saying, judge not lest you be judged when it's it's not in any translation. NIV, NAS, there is not one yeah, Bible translation, God. okay? So they tell me it's a misquote. All right, well, how did it get into 50 scriptures hap- that happened? So that happened 50 times? Really? You're going to go with that? Yeah. All right, so let me give you another one. This is Job, okay? Job gets kicked to the curb by God to give all of humanity a lesson, right? And his wife's haranguing him, and his wife is like, "You should, you should just curse God and die. And he says, the Lord blank and the Lord blanks away.
2: The Lord giveth and the Lord taketh away.
6: Mick? Yep. Say it, Mick, say it yourself.
5: The Lord giveth and the Lord taketh
6: away. What just came out of both of your mouths has never existed in any Bible translation ever. Okay, going back all the way to the Cambridge 1611. So it's not a modernization. You, you know what it is? I know what
5: it is. I already know what it is. It's you ready? No, no, you're wrong. You, you're wrong. You ready for this. I'm ready. It's the Catholic indoctrination with Psalms. How do you know? Because Catholics, <coughs> look, <coughs> I, I don't know when this happened. It happened during my lifetime. When I started in the Catholic, I started in the Catholic church when I was three years old. I have been well, really, baptized. Three days old, actually okay. three days late, old. Yeah, I was baptized, confirmed. Everything I've done is Catholic. One of the things I noticed about the Catholic Church is very early on, especially very early on, is that they didn't read the Bible. They read a book, of passages from the Bible, but not actually transcribed from the Bible. They're not actually trans translated from the Bible. Okay. And I'm so far. I have attacked a bunch of priests on this because there are things that don't make any sense. For instance, one of the big things I brought up was the, the whole Mary Magdalene story. Wait a minute. You mean to tell me that a woman who was <laughs> never been touched by a man all of a sudden got raped by the Holy, Holy Spirit? That's you not Mary Magdalene. That's Mother Mary. Or Mother Mary. I was like, you mean to tell me all of a sudden she had a baby and she was raped and that's legal?
6: Well, the, the Bible doesn't teach that well, God raped her.
5: No, but but when I was a kid growing up in the 90s, what, what was I supposed to think? When wow, I was of age, to... when I could ask a question, well, what wait. was I? What, what, wait a minute. You ready for this? You want to know what yeah. your answer was? <laughs> you ready for what your answer was? The sister quoted a psalm to me. Yeah.
7: That
3: had absolutely
5: nothing to do with the question I asked. Okay. And it was about belief. And I was like, wait a minute, sister, you just read me a psalm about belief that has absolutely nothing to do with the question I just asked you. She said, well, you have to take faith. Faith in what? Faith in the fact that you're teaching me the wrong thing or faith in the fact that I'm supposed to believe something that, quite honestly, just doesn't make any sense right now. And you're not explaining it very well. Because the Catholics don't explain it very well. And they don't. And she said that well, we read Psalms because we don't want you to read directly from the Bible. And I said, why is that? And she said, well, it's because you might perceive it improperly.
6: Okay. Meaning, You still, haven't, not, explained, you still haven't explained how the entire world will say, judge not lest you be judged.
5: How meaning, that happen? meaning that we were not smart enough to understand what they were trying, what God was, who are they, first of all. I want to know who they are and why they would tell us that we weren't perceiving what God was trying to tell us. Okay, but where did Judge not? But by CB listen, or she a, said God giveth, or God giveth and God taketh away. She said that we we tell you that, and it came from. It came from a priest. I guarantee you're going to hear it came from a brother monk or a priest somewhere in the Catholic diatribe. Eventually, when it all filters out, it's going to come back to Catholicism, and it's going to be our fault again because, Christ, we've done screwed everything up. And wait, you're, gonna...
6: you're talking in the third person. What do you believe, Mick? Do you believe that the entire world uh, is confused? Because they had their Bible in front of them like I have for the last 40 years, and it didn't say, Judge not lest you be judged. It said, Judge Judge not that ye be—I'm sorry. The Lord gave, and the Lord hath taken away, is what it says in the King James now. And it's always said that in this time stream, okay? Okay. But what what you're saying is, even though it said that, and I read it every day, it's in the daily devotional, the preacher's preaching it, okay? Even though I had eight different influences weekly, monthly, yearly, some Catholic church dogma thing overcame all of those repetitive influences, and it got into the mind of not just me, the entire world. How did that happen?
2: Heinlein, Robert Heinlein, when he wrote the book Job. He rewrote the story of Job from the Bible in what was modern times at that time in the 70s. It, I think it's called the story of Job. So, in that book, Heinlein says, and he tells the story of Job on on, I think it's on a a street corner, Um, and he says the the same thing: "Lest she be judged, God giveth, and God taketh away." So what? So what? That's your pop culture reference. Now, did Heinlein introduce that into pop culture, and more people read Heinlein than ever read the Bible, or did Heinlein get that from the Bible? And it changed afterwards, and they missed it.
6: You asking me? It's just—it's a hypothetical question. <laughs> well, no, because, I I, because well, if it's a hypothetical question, it, I can answer it as in, heck no. Okay, <laughs> if it's a rhetorical question, you can believe whatever you want. But that's why I may—I spent all that time telling you how ridiculous it is to try to suggest that a misquote from the Catholic Church or Heimland could overcome. Eight different repetitive influences over four decades because i didn't read heimland i can go to the catholic church so, Neither so did what's, most of humanity so what's exactly. your thought my thought is that when you make an empirical observation uh like like um sherlock holmes said if you eliminate all the suspects the only one left no matter how unlikely is the murderer yes Agreed. okay so, so my observation is If I go and speak to 10 pilots and I I give them a very simple quiz, um, answer this 10 questions of what name, what this instrument is. Okay. So you got a pilot's work for 30 years for American airlines and he's got an exemplary record, no mental illness. You give him a basic quiz on 10 instruments. How many do you think they would get right? 10 of 10. Me too. Same thing with a doctor, med school, practicing 30 years. That one I don't know about. That one Mm -hmm. I don't know about. No, just bear with me. I'm talking about 10 basic uh, anatomy questions. Really doesn't matter to them. I'm serious. I'm
5: dead serious. Doctors suck. Doctors are idiots. They really suck. Don't trust come on. But
6: but seriously, if the (laughs) guy's if the guy's a doctor, he's gonna be able to tell you what the name, the scientific name is for your skin, the epidermis. Yes, that's all I'm saying. So how many do you think he'd get right? 10 basic anatomy questions. Yes, yeah. 10 out of 10, yep. right? All right, so now you've got a pastor. He's a King James-only pastor, so he's reading the King James Bible. He went to Bible school. He's been preaching for 30 years, full-time ministry. Agreed. I'm going to give him 10 simple Bible quiz like judge not lest you be judged. How many do you think he's going to get right? Zero. V- because because yes. of the Mandela yes. effect. Yes. No, 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 not because of the
5: Mandela effect. No, not because of the Mendel effect. I don't mm-hmm. believe that at all. No, I think he gets zero right. Why? Because I think the Bible speaks to all of us differently. I think we all hear it differently. I think when you read the Bible, for instance, when you read it, you're a pastor. Man, you got some juice behind you. You read it. You see the words come to life. You see everything like Jesus <laughs> saw it. That's the way I always thought of priests. When I was a kid, I grew up in a really fucked up time because I grew up at the backside of my brother. He loved the Knights Templar. I got hooked, hook, line, and sinker on the Knights Templar. I was a huge Knights fan. I loved that shit. Loved hearing about all the stories about Jesus. All of that stuff. Loved it. Loved it when I was a kid. And now you found
2: out they're an offshoot of the Illuminati.
5: And and then I I got hooked on – then I got hooked into – Well, it doesn't matter. Long story short, the point is, is that when you get... I think that a lot of people, as we get older, this is hard to explain, but it's like we lose the first part of what we were taught. Does that make sense? Like, we were... Like, for instance, I'll give you a perfect example. You want yeah. something that's going to make the hair rise on your arms? Let me tell you this story. When I was in the Army, we went to a buddy's house. He had um, he had a vasectomy. And then nine months later, he had twins. You can go ahead, and he already had four kids. So now he's got six. And he was an E5. He's barely making $1,000 a month. How he was supporting all those kids, I have no idea. he's got like six kids we're over there celebrating because his wife got pregnant again whatnot she just gave birth we're having a good time we hear one of the little ones he's about three years old four years old he could speak he walked into the baby's room started you know petting the baby on the head we could hear it through the baby monitor and there's a bunch of army dudes just standing around cock strong fucking just angry dudes just standing around drinking beer having a good time and the kid walked in and he looked at the little kid and he said to him Tell me what God says or sounds like. because of what I, God looks like? I, I don't remember. Do you remember what God looks like? Because I don't remember anymore. Oh, yeah. And that stopped that whole party right there. And we all got up and went home. Why is that? And I'll tell you right now, that shocked me to the core. Because I ain't never heard a little kid walk in and tell a baby, hey, what does God look like? Because I don't remember. Yep. So I think we were taught something. And then as we've gotten older, the further and further we get away from it, we forget parts. But depending on where your spirit is, where your faith is, depends on what you remember. So, for instance, there are things that you remember because your faith is so steadily based in your body. You're like, hey, look, no, I'm a a damn American American. That's what we do. We're America. We're American. And that faith carries through. I, I think it carries through everything you do. It touches, it has to, it, it, it touches everything I do. I, I think my faith touches everything I do.
6: Right, I think- but, what, but Mick, what you're insinuating is I'm confused. That's why I took the time to say about your name changing and going to visit your aging parent. You have, you admitted that you have a very strong belief in the validity and the reliability of the human memory. That's why I asked those questions, because the yeah. only escape route on this is that, Words, our testimony is that something supernatural is happening, like your name changing. The testimony of the unconvinced is no, it's not supernatural, it's a natural thing, you're just misremembering. And our testimony is no, we're not, we're not misremembering, it is unexplainable. And I have seven different types of proof, not just my memory. Okay, and so it is a topic that would take an entire show to unpack, but if I had that opportunity. You guys are already the veil is already off of you, so if you if you just let me unpack it for you, it's 100% certain you'll be convinced. It just but takes you time. You've got to
5: come back for a Sunday, yeah. You have got to come yeah. back for a Sunday show. Where Sign got, me up,
6: baby. Sign me up, five hours where we can talk for five hours. Yeah, we
2: have we get the whole the whole channel on Sundays, so oh, yeah. Show Sundays, so this so.
6: is a bombshell. This is, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not winning any popularity contests. I got a guy that just posted a thing. This pastor down in Florida, he's calling me the devil incarnate a Charlotte and Wilson sheep's clothing. And I'm like, dude, if you can't see that the Bible's changing, the things that are, when we come back and I tell you what's in your Bible, you'll call me a liar. Cause you, and then when you open it and you see it in there, your jaw will be on the ground. No, we won't
5: because we're going to have have the Bible open. We're going to sit here and (laughs) read it (laughs) right from the Bible. So you can say, nope, that's not true. This is what it actually said.
6: Or, (laughs) right.
2: We it's do have so, to go because i got to pick up our kid from work here. In yes, about, yes,
6: yes, yes. Hey, then. you guys, this was Amazing. phenomenal. This awesome. yeah, yeah, I really, was, really uh, enjoyed being with you guys.
5: Go pick up his, his book, wakeuporelse.com. Go pick up the book. I'm telling yep. you, it's worth it. It's worth the read. Just give it a mm-hmm. – I'm telling you, give it three pages. You won't put it back down. Nice.
2: So one last question before we go. Yes. Um, well, this was something new that was given to me recently. When the day comes, do not run, do not panic. Set your feet as a stone for those who scurry shall surely be consumed. So when the day comes that the veil is lifted and we all see God in his glory, Jesus the Christ, Emmanuel, for everyone to see, will you gaze on him with reverence and excitement and love and joy with your feet set as a stone? Or will you run in fear and scurry away and be consumed.
6: Mm, that's a good word. That's a good question to ask everybody.
7: Mm-hmm.
6: That is a good word. So I
2: I recite that every single day because it's constantly, it's something that everybody needs to know because that time is coming very, very soon.
6: I <laughs> got <They cut laughs> that right.
2: Any of y'all want to understand, but you need to be prepared right now. Time is up. Hey, well,
5: thanks for having me guys.
6: We appreciate it. we really do. yeah and we no. hope
5: to, uh, I'm dead serious about Sundays. I'm, yeah
6: no you got my, you got the calendar you got the yeah. calendar link yep. Just whatever you're ready just book me. I'm, I'm, on, uh, I'm on I'm on fire. I'm gonna doing a 90 day burn just just be because YouTube is is shadow banning. So mm-hmm. I'm trying to get out from underneath YouTube because that's where I built my platform but we're on all the different platforms now. You know, we're reaching out to different podcasters who are awake, and this is my jam, man. This is what I got. I, I love it. It's a. Blast. It's, a, it's,
5: a, it's a, hey, you bring up some really good points, mm-hmm. and hey, makes makes you think. That's what I cool. like. I like to cool. think, so I enjoy that. I appreciate it, sir. All Thank right. you very much for coming on. My yeah, pleasure, definitely.
6: guys. God bless. We'll see we'll you soon. I will look forward to hearing back from you. Okay. Thanks. Not a problem. All right. All right. Take care. All right. Wow. Holy that was awesome.
5: crap. That was that was a good show. Holy yeah, shit.
2: And we have just enough time. Sparky Boy, I go to have sleep. To, uh,
5: love you. I have to load you it. Good comment, quick. too. You had a bunch of them. I was fucking laughing. I just couldn't laugh. Pass, pass me the. Uh... Oh, yeah. You got to load that shit.
2: God damn it. I know. I know. It's okay. It's okay. The kid can wait. He can, anyway. he can wait another five minutes. <laughs> oh, shit. He can fucking wait.
7: Yeah.
2: It's yeah. okay. I don't have to leave for like 10 minutes. He gets his license tomorrow. And listen to this bullshit, okay? Okay. There's
5: no written driving test There's no written
2: driving test. That was the permit test is the written driving test. All he has to do is drive. However, there's no instructor in the car anymore. They put a camera and a microphone in your car and they monitor it. So he's taking his driving test.
5: Alone tomorrow.
2: Well, I mean, with me. I have to oh, you I, have to be in oh the, i have to be in the car oh fuck no yeah. then oh, why are they paying you? no but i have to be in the car he has to have a, a a licensed driver in the car with him um oh then i should go you're working
5: it'll scare the shit out of him. you're
2: working i know however yeah so he gets his his driver's um license tomorrow oh, so we'll see that'll be
5: uh we'll see he'll fail be,
2: no he won't <laughs>
5: Come on,
2: I'm just like any other dad. He'll
5: do fine. Hey, you know what time it is, fuckers? He drives all
2: over the place. You want
5: to get hot? Yep, it's that time. So if you got it, it's time to spark it up, light it up, let it roll down. He's going to be so mad
2: that um, even after he gets his license. He still
5: can't drive by himself for six months.
2: No, he can drive by himself, but and with a family member, but he can't drive his girlfriend around.
5: Yep. (laughs) It'll suck. Yeah. He ain't driving her nowhere. Nope.
2: Not even to go park in the back of the parking lot with nope. that big ass expedition.
7: Nope.
5: You know. where you can lay out in the back. Yep. I was gonna do that. So you know what time it is? We don't. What about CT? Okay. Maybe we'll go a little bit longer just so I can throw that in there, dude. Because you're right. That's a big one. Hey, put it in. Uh, put that in. Uh, what? In Telegram, the CT shit I sent you. Because apparently that's not getting out there, but I want to make sure that everybody hears that well, motherfucker right
2: now. I okay. I, I have I'll, to I'll get it everyone. from my phone. We'll we'll go um, we'll go over it tomorrow because we don't have time. We'll get deep into no, it tomorrow.
5: I got We got to play it. Hold on. I'll send it to you again. It'll be the last one in your stream. Not that. Not that. Because he's right. I did bring it up before. And we've got to kind of get to it. I've got it right here. I just got to forward it to you. Make it the last one that I sent you. Was it the judge? No. No, it's this one right here.
7: Yeah, that's the judge.
5: Um. Yeah, it's.
2: Yeah, just send it back to me again.
5: That's what I'm doing. I just sent it to you again. this this got fire y'all up but this is where our country's at i mean can't make any more excuses this is where education's gotten us to and this is where our country's at Shit's scary about to get worse uh
2: damn damn skimpy sparky of course i do
5: what's
2: that uh we got Wee bags uh paying his dues now yep now that yep. he's working yep he pays his phone bill he pays his car insurance And he still has his normal household chores to do. He helped me clean the house
5: today. Dude, uh, when I was a kid, shit, I kept working even after I was fucking out of the house. It didn't matter.
2: My dad told him last night that he wants 10%. I said, for the big guy. (laughs) My dad started laughing. He said, yes, 10% for the big guy. He's come a long way.
5: He's starting to realize that we're right. Yep. Damn. It's going to he's another one. He's another one it's going to hurt when they get the, the you know what they're going to do? They're going to do the whole crying thing. Yeah, well, I didn't know. We tried we told you. Stop. Don't want to hear your tears. That's where son-in-laws lose empathy for their father-in-laws. No, we tried to tell you, dumbass. No. Sorry. No sparky, his first paycheck was $255 and he was like, I'm
2: rich. I was like, shit, that's gonna be gone tomorrow. And it is. (laughs) Not entirely. I made him put a hundred dollars in savings and I think he's got like 70 bucks left in his account, but
5: you know. He's like, I got Spotify now. Oh, geez, yeah. That's another way to burn money. That's another one. All right. All right, quick, get to this. Because I wanted to get to this anyway. This is kind of big news. This is um, some shit we should be paying attention to, just so you're aware. Stop. Give me a second. Stop. Bring it back up. I'm
2: going to let you do this.
5: I'm- Connecticut is about to look for San Francisco. Uh, is about to look like San Francisco. Law professors who are now installed as judge continuously overwrote the governor, demanding the release of everybody in prisons, regardless of crimes committed. School and law professors are now serving as U.S. District Court judgeships. Called for the release of all prisoners. The name, the name on it, COVID nineteen. Now under questioning, she says cannot recall doing that. And this is really interesting. And she's about to be a judge in the state of Connecticut. And if this follows through like it did in, in California, same thing. All right.
2: I'm going to let Mick close out the show because I got to go pick up the kid. This is six minutes long. Of course, you might still be going when I get back in 30 minutes because I know you're good like that. So
7: Shit who happens. knows? You'll anyway.
2: see. So if I don't see you, if he's not still going when I get back, then She'll catch back me tomorrow. tomorrow morning at 8 a.m. on The Good Book.
5: Yes, I will put all of that out I know you will. Because I'm good like that. Go. Go for
8: it. I'm looking at a letter, David, March 16, 2020. It's a letter to government, Governor Lamont in Connecticut. The title of it is Urgent Action Needed to Protect Individuals in Connecticut's Prisons and Jails from Coronavirus 19 Pandemic. Did you sign that letter?
9: So I don't recall sitting here today, here, Senator.
8: Here's your signature. It is back here. Why didn't you turn this over to us uh, when you were asked to submit documents?
9: So, Senator, I made every effort to search for everything that I had ever signed. That's not a letter I re- remember. Um, but I will certainly take a look at that. And
8: well, we, we found it we just, with a search on the internet.
9: So I apologize, Senator. That it, I am apologize. In your I
8: letter sure to that. the governor, you, here's what you said. As they stand, prisons and jails are detrimental to public health and human rights and disproportionately harm marginalized communities, including black, brown, indigenous, and other communities of color, immigrants, people with mental illness, people with disabilities, people in the LGBTQ plus community, people who use drugs, people engaged in sex work, and street economies, and people experiencing houselessness and poverty. So if you believe that about our prisons, how are you going to ever send somebody to prison?
9: So, Senator, um, I will need to take a look at that letter, and I apologize that that's not something I found to, to, um, uh, you know, to hand to this committee. You're not I denying can- you said that. Um, I do need to see the letter to see the context, because, again, it's not something I remember adding my name to. Um, I can
8: assure you, Senator. And uh, You also say. First, you you call on Governor uh, Lamont. To. To to release everybody in jail, is that right? Because of the coronavirus.
9: So, again, Senator. I would need to see that letter in front of me. It certainly was not. You
8: can find it with, just put your name in, in, into Google. You'll find it in about three nanoseconds.
9: I will, Senator. I can assure you
8: that I. I You said, you said in your letter, Professor, we call on government, Governor Lamont, state of Connecticut and all Connecticut jurisdictions to immediate release to the back, to the maximum extent possible, people incarcerated, pre-trial and post-conviction. And then you go on to say, talking once again about our jails, the global COVID-19 pandemic is throwing into sharp relief the untenable state of our penal system. And the need for sustained action to shrink it. Shrink its scale, shrink its size and shrink its scope. You, You sound here like the district attorney in San Francisco. If you believe that, how are you going to ever send us anybody to jail, Professor? I can
9: assure you, Senator, that I understand the role of the judge and that I can assure you prison time is an appropriate sentence in That's many not cases. That's what you say
8: here to the governor. You wrote the governor. This isn't some DoorDash delivery guy. You wrote the governor of your state three years ago.
9: So again, Senator... So again, Senator, I would need to look at the letter. It sounds like it was written um, at the height of the pandemic where governors were looking for
8: you. All- whoa,
5: whoa, 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 let me stop that for one second. <laughs> fucking first of all, Kennedy, I love Kennedy. But let me bring that back one second. Because that's really fucking interesting that she just said that. Listen to this again.
9: So again, Senator, I would need to l- look at the letter. It sounds like it was written um, at the height of the pandemic, where governors were
8: looking for. You also wrote the governor. You said people over the age. Of- uh, hold on, let
5: me go back further. I guess I didn't go back further. enough. I thought I did, because he said something.
8: DoorDash delivery guy, you wrote the governor of your state three years ago.
9: So again, I Senator in law school. So again, Senator, I would need to look at the letter. It sounds like it was written um, at the height.
5: Do you notice how she's always kind of searching for context? Do y'all, y'all, you all see that, right? I, I'm not crazy when I say this. She's searching for context. She, you notice like in on tele, if you go on Twitter or you go on Instagram, and your content's been banned before. What have they said? Missing context. Do you, do you see how this bitch is looking for context? Oh well, I, I think it might be might have been taken out of context, Senator. No, he's reading directly from her letter. Where's that being taken out of context? If. Folks, if I grab a story, I'm going to read it to you in the best of my ability for context. So you know where it's coming from. It's not coming from me. It's coming from a story. I printed off the Internet and I'm reading it back to you. I will add my own context in at the end, but I always read the story for what it's worth. He's reading directly from a fucking letter she wrote. Where is it missing context? If you are so educated, like she claims she is, because she's a double PhD, Sarah French Russell, who was nominated to be a U.S. District Court judgeship in Connecticut, this is where we got to stop them. This is where we got to start w- winning this game. This is where it all starts. Look at California. This all started in California right here. Think about that. How many district court judgeships were passed down in California prior to the sweeping changes we saw go through California? Or... Any liberal city, for that matter, or any liberal state, for that matter, New York. Most of New York, believe it or not, folks, most of New York is just as red as we are. They bleed red. They see red. They want to kill red. Trust me. But because of New York City and the population in New York City, New York State is a blue state. Hmm. Don't seem fair, does it? Just saying. Just saying. This shit, this is where we win. If we do anything, to I, I know according to Moda, we can't stop it, but if we do anything to try to attempt to stop it, this is where we have to start winning if we're gonna do it non lethally. Understand I'm an asexual. I love that all ammo. I don't care. I'll shoot anything. But understand, for me to not be this, the only way we do that is to start these fuckers right here or stop them. We have to stop them from getting these pen- bench-appointed seats for lifetime. This is this judge thing. Trump was just only chipping at the ice. Remember, 90% of these seats, when you get a federal judgeship nomination, it's a lifetime appointment. Lifetime, meaning you're getting paid for the rest of your life. Whatever that appointment is for, whatever the pay is for in that appointment, that's what you're getting. It's a lifetime appointment. You don't ever lose that. You don't go backwards unless you break the law of the incorporation, as we just learned tonight. So, if you break the law of the incorporation, you lose your judgeship. Makes sense, right? Kind of like if you break the law in the incorporation, you lose your citizenship because you end up back in jail as a slave. Makes sense? Okay. But there are people that are doing this shit all the time and they're not getting caught and nobody's doing anything about it. That's where my issue is. The Jeffrey Epstein's, the Bill Clinton's, the Hillary Clinton's. The Barack Obamas, the people that have been doing this shit for years, and we're just now figuring it out. Those are the ones that scare me. And this is where they started at, because that's what fucking the first thing Trump was all about was removing that shit or trying to. He was trying to remove the lifetime appointment for most of these people, and that's The crazy shit that I never understood, the Republicans voted against it. Never understood why. Now I do. Republicans were making money off of it. Just like all of you know, this is a business. That's what the guy we just had on here tonight was trying to tell us about. It's a business. Would you cut your arm off? Uh, Leo, you got your own business. Would you cut out a third of your inventory just on a whim? Just wondering. This shit's crazy.
9: Height of the pandemic where governors were looking for.
8: You also wrote the governor. You said people over the age of 55 are at the greatest risk for COVID-19, but also pose the least public safety risk to our communities, people in this age group can and should be released immediately to mitigate the spread of COVID-19. You think the governor just, if you're over age of 55, he shouldn't let everybody go?
9: Uh, no, Senator, that's not a position. That's what you said. Okay. Here he, it is, biggest house. Again, Senator, I, I will look at that letter. I can assure you
8: that- Find it on Google, Professor. Um, You also say Governor Lamont should issue an executive order to direct the state's attorney offices and law enforcement entities, including the town and city police departments and any federal law enforcement entity operating within the state to immediately cease adding to the incarcerated prison population given the high risk of infection posed by the population increase. Yes, the governor's to tell every every law enforcement official in the state to stop arresting people and putting them in jail, didn't you?
9: So again, Senator, I have to look at that letter. I um, I, I do think there were modifications that the governors were making around the country to respond okay. to the you also pandemic. You
8: an opinion in your letter about. Can I have another thirty seconds, Mr. You had an opinion in your letter about about immigration. You said. Immigrate, immigration detention poses the same health risk to jails and prisons and Connecticut law enforcement must stop feeding people into the unsafe and inhumane immigration detention system. Then you say Governor Lamont should release all individuals currently in state custody. Who are waiting to transfer to, to ice custody and the governor should declare a moratorium on all on all such future transfers how if somebody is in our country illegally and commits a crime are you going to put them in jail if you believe this about immigration
9: senator i can assure you were i so fortunate to be confirmed i would treat crimes seriously That's not what
8: this letter says professor and it was three years ago it wasn't when you were in law school and you didn't turn it over to us we had to find it on our own
5: Oh, shit. So Connecticut, I, I man, yeah, that's a double banger right there. Cause if this bitch gets confirmed, wow, you guys are in for it. You guys are going to have migrants on the streets. You're going to have your killers back out the open. You guys are going to have people getting slaughtered every fucking which way from Sunday. I, uh, hey, <laughs> bold move, Cotton. Bold move. That's all I'm going to say. Wow. This is going to get interesting in Connecticut. Did she get confirmed? I have no idea. I, I don't know yet because I don't think her vote is until, I think the vote is next week, I, I believe. I think she was the one last one before the Thanksgiving break. So her vote won't be held until they come back. So, man, that's that's uh, that's a stellar individual you guys got coming to you. Kind of what you voted for. Um, and it sounds like she wants to make sure that there's socialist brain in Connecticut. Understand, too, she is a Quinnipiac law professor. Currently, currently, that's her current status. That's her current job. Did you ever hear uh, the statement that most people make, especially blue collar guys? Um, they make this statement all the time. Those who can't teach. Now, I've met a lot of teachers in my time. I, I've been blessed. I have I've had a bunch, both in the military and in civilian schools, that... Um, they were, let's say in a way that they couldn't do what they were formally doing anymore. And, uh, th- all they had left to do was teach. So it was the last job they had last option they had, but they still wanted to serve. So that in an, in and out of itself kind of made up for the shortcoming of being able to do the job. And, when you learn more about those people and you learn those that like, Hey, we're like track stars and all these superheroes in high school. And, uh, they went into an easy, very easy desk job in like a police force. You're like, Oh, okay. It's kind of like the guys that I see become cooks in the military. Not all of them. Some kind of got suckered into that job culinary specialist it sounds cool at first and then you realize you're just the cook but a lot of those guys went in on the uh the idea that they wanted to be a chef or something of that nature that this would give them the experience that they needed for that um some of them didn't know I, how didn't you like but you you didn't look it up online just for like five seconds before you joined the military. You didn't go get a brochure. You didn't go talk to a recruiter. Like some of these kids, when I heard them enter the military and they said that they got these wicked contracts for all this crazy crap about, man, I'm going to play on the all army softball team. (laughs) And then they ended up in second battalion, 187th infantry regiment out of Fort Campbell, Kentucky. And, um, yeah they were really pissed off that they were not playing on the all army softball team i was like yeah you got suckered dude man that blows bro welcome this is the all army softball team and by the way none of us play softball we golf or we drink beer that's kind of what we do here but it just sometimes it's fucking amazing anyway i gotta get the fuck out of here um, culinary <laughs> specialist sounds so much better. <laughs> Either way, um, we'll see you guys back tomorrow. She'll be back tomorrow morning, V Lynn. She'll be back tomorrow morning, 8 a.m. for the good book. Tune in. Um, good way to start your day off, put you in the right frame of mind. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow night, 5 45 for the pre show, 6 p.m. for the regular show. Uh, be advised, uh, Thanksgiving. Uh, We are not doing anything on Thanksgiving, so there will be no show on Thanksgiving. Just for y'all to be aware. No show on Thanksgiving. Uh, Spend the time with your fucking families. Sit them down. Try and red pill them if you can. Um, You know, it, it, it sucks that I can't talk to mine anymore, and I guarantee a lot of you guys are in the same boat. But uh, I always call them and let them know that I'm still thinking about them. I, I, I feel bad that I can't lead them to where they need to go. But I I know everybody's destined, their souls are destined for their own roads. So uh, you, you got to keep that in the back of your mind too. So um, uh, give your family the best you can. I, I just, just about the only advice I got. Because I ain't got no advice. I don't know how to do it. Yeah, fuck you in a heart is normally the way I do it. <laughs> oh, v will still do the good book on Thanksgiving. So just so you're aware, there will be no Patriot podcast show on Thanksgiving. There still will be the good book on Thanksgiving. So she's dedicated. Shit. Got blood. Love it. Love it. So there will still be the good book on Thanksgiving. I guess I'll have to, maybe that one I'll sit in on, maybe. Maybe that's when I'll sit on them. So maybe you'll get a double dose of us that day just for the morning. So either way, we will see you back here tomorrow night. Again, 545 for the pre-show, 6 p.m. for the radio show uh, for Mick and only Mick, because <laughs> I get to close this out. Y'all fuckers have a great night. Uh, we'll see you back here tomorrow night. Peace. If I can get us out of here.
4: I never take a hand out, I'm too damn proud I'm a son of the dirt of South With a truck sitting sit high and he straight pipes loud. This land, a land of freedom Double barrels in case we need Man up or sit your ass down We done talking, fuck around and find out Love my